This very special 125th episode of Watch Out for Fireballs goes out to the Duck Feed community. Uh, they recently held Duck Spring. We talked about that last time. It is a it was a streaming event to raise money for the Transactive Gender Center, uh, which is a charity that is dear to our hearts. And uh, they they came out in force. They did an amazing job. Um, it is genuinely really touching. Um, yeah, I said this all over, but I'll say it again. Uh, yeah, the people, you know, that's such really, really good people want to listen to me make dick jokes. Uh, that's really, really heartwarming. So, um, this episode goes out to those guys. So thank you guys. And you made us very proud and, uh, we're lucky to have you. Cool. I got us portal guns. Wait a minute. What? Yeah, man. Listen, I went to this unlicensed facility in the discredited part of Portland, in this in the, down in the delisted district. Oh yeah, in yeah. unincorporated territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I talked to this disbarred lawyer, and I talked him into suing a back alley doctor that put me in touch with a fringe scientist that talked to this robot, and yada 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 yada. Portal guns. I got us portal guns. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, no, they work. They're not like it's not like think geek exclusive. Uh-huh. Listen, we've been doing the show for a long time. I wanted a way to say thank you for everything you've done. I got us portal guns. Oh, my God. It is my gift to you. Think about all the shit we're going to get done. We are going to be so cool and so popular. Oh, Gary, this is, it's all happening at once. This is how we do it. Yes. (laughs) Let's get started. Yes. Hey, hey, Roars the Cat, do you uh, you want them turkey and giblets? I know you like them. Well, uh, here, get the gibs. There's a little portal right next to you. They're right next to you, buddy. I look more well-rested because, oh, I am well-rested. I set up a handy portal before leaving for work, and I got to skip my commute. I got 30 minutes back today. Well, and, and despite my uh, my appearance and the fact that I'm not even winded, I did, in fact, win this marathon legitimately and not by using science cheats. Thank you for asking, and please just give me the shirt. By God, I'm on the tallest building in the city looking down. They're, they're like ants. Look at them. Pathetic ants marching in a row. <laughs> I rob banks now. I am a living god. Okay, I'm just going to set up the portal. I'm going to reach in and just grab the money. I'll just angle the portal just right, and I can launch myself into Team Silence Mountain Base, where they're planning a secret Kickstarter for Foggy Corners, The Sword and the Wound, a subtextual adventure. Ah, yes, here we go. Now that I got this lucre in my grip, I'm just going to go ahead and change the portal and shoot this one over here. <laughs> okay, have to line this up perfectly. Wait. No, 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 no. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just a stop. Like it's, it's, it feels like it's still there. Yeah, is this some cool. kind of phantom pain? Uh, what, what, what are you doing here? What, what happened to your arm? Uh, I don't know. My legs, they're in, oh, they're in pieces. Oh, God. Where, where are we? This doesn't look like a hospital. Ha, 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 ha. Yes, sir. To be continued in Half Life 3. So, not actually. <coughs>
My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to a very special silver foil cover episode of Watch Out for Fireballs, the retro gaming podcast. Yes, and uh, for this episode, we're doing a split EP, and we are talking about both of the Portal games in our yearly perfect game slot. Yes, yep, and, and big, nice uh, nice round numbers. Yeah. I like to throw something good in there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Portal, these uh, these count. <laughs> these, are, these are perfect. Boy, how? Um, let's go on about how perfect they are. Yeah, so we're yep. going to do these yep. in order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And we're going to start with Portal, which is a first-person puzzle game developed by Valve for the PC, Xbox 360, and PS3 in 2007. Mhm. Yeah. And this is uh this game was included and this is this is insane. <laughs> uh when you start when you think about this this value uh was included as like a, a little kind of bonus game as part of the Orange Box, um <laughs> which was a a compilation of games that is just a, a, you know an amazing value that came yeah. with Team Fortress 2. Which is a game that is, you know, I don't play a lot of it, but it's still very good. Yeah. And people love. And Half-Life 2, Episode 2, mm-hmm. also very excellent. Yeah. And then Portal, which is a masterpiece. So it's like <laughs> three, like, really, really incredible games. And this was meant to be the bonus, like the afterthought. Yeah, this was like the demo disc that they put into Sweden, the deal. Yeah, and, and ended up kind of, in a lot of ways, overshadowing Oh yeah, these things. Because I, I, this is the best game that Valve's made. Yep. Or that has come out of Valve. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so. uh, just in terms of legacy, too. Yeah. 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 So this is the spiritual successor uh, to a game called Narbacular Drop, a name that was created purely for SEO, <laughs> I read, mm-hmm. um, which is <laughs> a uh, a senior project uh, created by students from DigiPen who were hired to work at Valve because they liked this idea so much. And when we when I say it is a spiritual successor, uh, there isn't like a game out there you can buy that's Narbacular Drop. Like the, the, it's been released, like you can find it online, but it's not a commercial game and that makes this really impressive yes so this was a but this was like a senior project like this was students <laughs> that's yeah. crazy um instead of just uh, kind of covering mechanics and plot at the top of the episode um we're gonna jump right in because this game does a really good job of revealing those slowly um, it is a master class in doing that yes and and as the game reveals them is when we're going to talk about them um as they go and some of those bets will be off for portal 2 which still does the same thing but a lot of stuff's coming back yeah um yeah, yeah so yeah let's uh <laughs> it's funny because portal does serve as the generalities for portal 2 yeah i, I guess i guess that is true this is like the uh, the metal gear solid sketch <laughs> uh where, where we just uh we we are metal gear solid 2 sketch yeah we cover portal 1 on the way to portal 2 mm-hmm. um and the reason why we're doing both of them is because they are both very short yeah. um the episode won't necessarily be that short but uh, the these games are very short games, and they also resist a lot of our treatment because th- this might be the first <laughs> uh, strictly puzzle game. Yeah, that we've done for the show. Um, it depends yeah. on and, if you consider like a rhythm game to be a puzzle game. Yeah, <laughs> because there's it involves not, there's, dropping pieces. There's some some puzzle elements of, of things that we've done before, but this yeah. is the most uh, for strictly, and that means that uh, much like when we do things like. Um, shooters and and the like it's going to resist our treatment a little bit yeah because we're not going to talk about the solutions to every puzzle no uh, the way the way these games work is they introduce a bunch of building blocks and then they're up to, it's up to you to kind of combine them you know they show you show you thing a show you thing b and then you get to a third situation with a and b yeah and it's up for you to do that so we're going to introduce those a's and b's uh, but we're not going to talk about every single time and exactly how you put together those uh those tetris pieces yes so to speak yeah. Um, well, that, that's not Talos principle, but the way that you put together <laughs> those uh, those portal pieces. Yeah. So. So you wake up in a hibernation chamber. 
you uh, yes. you are in a Venture Brothers sleep pod, and there is a uh, there is a woman a, 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 a female computerized voice that is speaking to you and kind of like uh, welcoming you back to the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and the very very like we're we're gonna talk a lot about Glados, uh, but Glados is such an amazing character. Like mm -hmm. real real quick as as a generality, Portal is one of these things that is so beloved but not overrated i think oh yeah and i i think that about almost everything about it right because <laughs> there's a, a time where like everyone was like uh a lot of a lot of bad t-shirts came out that said the cake was a lie yes and a lot of people had that as their game facts signature for a long time <laughs> and then it's 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 not a people ruined it yep the stuff with the cake that's in the game is still funny. Oh yeah, it's great. Um, well, like, it's, it's like poignant. It's, like we're gonna get to it, and it's like yeah. it, it's scary. <laughs> it's legitimately still really good. The song that plays at the end of the uh, of the game that everyone is like super played out, and people like it's still a really good song. Yeah, like everything that is is the like the companion cube part is still really good. Mm -hmm. Like everything that came out of it, it's like it's like that onion article that we keep talking about where like Wes Anderson goes on stage and sets himself on fire saying what have I wrought <laughs> because of all the imitators like it is it's it's not because a lot of games took this stuff but it did become this kind of like I'm like not poisonous but like annoying dork culture thing it became that, so incredibly oversaturated yes yeah um, it just you know you know all your base are belong to us like the game because yeah. people had this huge reaction to it and that's what happens <laughs> Undertale and the uh so get dumped on <laughs> I, i'm, I'm kind of sad like and you know i i like undertale um mm -hmm. i'm sad that undertale has taken the phrase get dumped on and turned it into a meme yeah it is uh it's turned a lot of things into memes and it's not gonna stop so <laughs> so so welcome to uh to that becoming the next thing where mm -hmm. the uh um but but everything that is about this so including glados which is kind of like a cliche and it is like I mean, cliche might not be the right word, but it just feels obvious mm -hmm. to appreciate GLaDOS. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's so good. Yeah. Um, and the way that, like, playing it again, uh, the subtle kind of ways that they foreshadow and deal with her her character turn and kind of project her, um, like, is, is right from the beginning. Oh, yeah. And again, just like Masterclass. Like, it is mm -hmm. it is really impressive. Where she's, uh, she's telling you, and it, it seems like a neutral computer voice and uh when she's telling you how to avoid injury and doing this thing it glitches out right and like knowing what we know now like that is part <laughs> of this uh malevolent kind of sense of humor yeah uh as opposed to being a legitimate glitch so take yourself back to the fall of 20 2007 and mm -hmm. put yourself in a mind don't space. get married <laughs> it won't end well <laughs> Anyway, take yourself back uh, to the fall of 2007. Okay. And uh um uh, unlearn the fact that there is a turn to this game, right? Yes. Right now this is just kind of setting itself up to be and <laughs> you have no reason to believe anything else besides like oh this is just a funny computer voice. It it it's that and I love that uh if you if you were more for for where I was in games it worked on me really well partly because I wasn't as uh kind of familiar as I am now, um, which is my roundabout way of saying that I'm really glad we did this after we did System Shock 2, mm -hmm. uh, because GLaDOS owes, like, tons of DNA to Shodan. And we talked about that in that episode, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, was, you know, some gamers, like astute, you know, people who who know System Shock 2 really well might have kind of seen this coming, but yeah. I did not. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it was it was really great. Um, so <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's funny. Both this and Bioshock came out in, you know, like, like within a month or month or so of each other. Right. Mm -hmm. And both yeah. of both of them are, you know, at least partially to mostly about do like, do you trust voices in your head? Yeah. Right. Do you trust what people are telling you in a game? 
Shodan's got deep fingers, man. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah, deep fingers. <laughs> <laughs> they go all the way up to her elbow. Yep. Uh, they just run like, yeah. it's like Wolverine's claws. It's, it's like, like a sheep. What if Wolverine's yeah. claws, like three fingers came out and he could just do things with them? <laughs> oh, you mean play six solos? Yeah, yeah. It's just like he just like he sits down to play a piano and just like snicked, and then three flesh Wolverine fingers come out of his claw sockets, and he just like does an amazing rock on off. You know what list? You got nothing on me. Yeah, that would be incredible. Like it would make a different sound. The so so right here when you're oh it's so gross, like just flesh being extruded. Um. Yeah, uh, so so this first chamber you're in does a lot of really smart things. Other than that, right? Oh yeah. Um, so one of the things is a, is a little uh, uh, portal opens up to let you out, and the way the room is positioned is very, very intentionally and cleverly designed to teach you kind of how portals work with one image. Oh yeah. Um, where you can see yourself through the portal from a different angle, and uh, you're not going into a different dimension. You're not going into a different building. You're going into the same building because the the music there's like a, a little radio that's playing a remix of the uh, the ending song, mm-hmm. and that music stays continually. Like when you go through the portal, that's still playing. There are all these continuity nods, yeah, to uh, to teach you how portals work, which mm-hmm. is essentially just you know building a door into another place in the room. And you can even see you can you can see the uh, the portal on the outside wall. Like, yes. you, you, you can see where you're going to step out from. And it's worth noting, like, all of these portals are automatic. It doesn't give you control over them right away. Yes. Yeah. The, the, uh, this game has a very, very gentle curve in, which when you're replaying it, like, I just want to start playing with the, the toys yeah. kind of right away. But you, if you at all appreciate game design, you can play through this these first sections and really appreciate how... You know, it really just kind of sets every step into place, you know, without without skipping any steps. Yeah. Um, um, so, another thing, is, or, <laughs> something that was a revelation when I when I played this initially, I had never seen something um, create basically a, a second display within a screen because like mm-hmm. what it's doing is it's rendering two images at the same time and showing them to you through the portal. So, mm-hmm. like, it, it's putting a camera somewhere else and rendering that. So the fact that all this happens in real time, like, that was one of the big technical achievements with uh, with Nerbacular Drop. Um, yes. And here, it does, like, like the fact that you can see through the portal, that cannot be underestimated for how important yeah. that is. Yeah, and it's one of the things that um, I'll reference a couple times during these episodes, if, uh, if anyone hasn't, um, do the commentary mode oh, shit, on this yeah. game. And if you, if you don't, uh, if you... Or watch them on YouTube. Somebody has just compiled just the commentary parts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really really incredible how much kind of thought goes into this, and that goes for all of Valve's oh, yeah. commentary things. Like those are some of that's some of the best like game design stuff I think you can listen to. Yeah. Um, and it what it what it made me think of is that like all of these little choices like that that we're going to kind of gush over mm-hmm. um, that feel automatic were like focus tested to death. Yes. But I haven't played a game before that doesn't feel focus tested this much, <laughs> you know, or it feels so like natural yeah. about it. And that is what that's like the difference between like a really great game and a kind of a shitty game is that like, you know, it doesn't feel like the result of a committee. Right. It's like they, they gave me what I want without me necessarily like I never had to ask for it. Yeah. You know, it's, I come into this just getting it all naturally. It's the difference between focus tested and uh um, just kind of compromised, I suppose. Like yeah. you think of focus testing as okay, we're going to take this and we're going to sand all the edges off until it's dull. This took it and did it in such a way that it became considered, and it didn't just become dull; it became shiny. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's been it's been through a rock tumbler. Yeah, 
you know, and it's like, hey, smooth rocks are great. (laughs) I like them. Yeah. Here's here's some bullshit. My mom's friend uh, brought her a worry stone back from Ireland and it was already smooth. Oh yeah, that's not that's not a worry stone. Yeah, I'm like, come on. Yeah, yeah that, that that's that, that's somebody already somebody already worried about that stone. Yeah, machine worried about that. Come on. Yeah, machine machine worried about it. Tides worried about that. <laughs> um, you need to get your own worry stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom's friend. <laughs> yep. Putting you on blast. <laughs> <laughs> Janice. I'm not sure yeah. her name was Janice. <laughs> it's probably probably Janet Janice. Yeah. <laughs> the um so so the the so the another part of this kind of genius little opening, other than just like showing you how portals work, is you get a look of your character look at your character. Yes. And um you're you're, you're a woman. Um again, this is a really great kind of lady in gaming. Um, mm-hmm. you're not dressed provocatively, um you're Until dressed functionally. Two. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and even then, it's like not that bad. Mm-hmm. Like they, you could do a thousand times worse than that. For sure. And the commentary, they make her like that because the idea is she's like rolling up her sleeves to like get down get to business, their, you know, yeah. get down to business, um, which I'll buy. Yep. Um, but the big the kind of important detail is you see these leg augmentations. <laughs> yep. Which were added because uh, so many people are saying, how is she falling all this distance without breaking her shins? Which is a great question. Like, imagine, <laughs> imagine portal with fall damage. Oh God! For a second. Yeah. Nope. It, it just <laughs> like it, it would not work. So having this little signaling right off the bat that like, hey, it's going to be okay. You know, fall on shit. Yeah. Um, is really really important. Mm-hmm. Or at least is there like I didn't see the leg augmentations and say, wait, I'm going to jump from a great height. I thought like, is she like an Oscar Oscar Pistorius kind of thing? Mm. But no, but no, it's just kind of like it's a it's a nice little bit of like retroactive. Like, oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. It, it you might know that something's off. up, or maybe it triggers your, your subconscious. You yeah. know, like you're, you're, uh, there's something unusual about my legs. I'm some kind of cyborg or something. Yeah. yeah. So you walk through this and, you know, we're not going to get a portal gun for for a little bit here, let alone a fully functional one. Instead, mm-hmm. what it's doing is it has these portals on automatic timers and, you know, there are kind of no stakes. If you miss, you know, like one of these steps as it uh, as it you know, moves around the room, that's fine. Like all you're doing is trying to uh, manipulate these these uh, boxes and these buttons in order yes. to kind of like test and make sure that you are you know getting up to speed. Yes, um, it's introducing like just putting weights on buttons to open doors, essentially. Yeah. Um, and uh, you you get that completed. You go through this little thing. They introduce this uh, the emancipation grill, uh, which is going to be you know part of puzzles later, which I really like. Um, and they this is uh, the first really genuinely funny part. Yeah. The writing, I think, <laughs> um, is that it, they warn you that it can emancipate your fillings. Yeah. Um, which that's just a verb choice thing that's really really good. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> like 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 a, a great deal of the humor is uh, like unethical super science, uh, obviously, yes. but also again those like those bureaucratic word choices. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, that uh, just like nothing is named what it's supposed to be. Like uh, hor- horrific things being blandly titled. <laughs> if, if you taste, if you have a metallic taste in your mouth, don't worry. That's just blood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, super good. Yeah. Um, so the next puzzle, um, where the the portal, as I mentioned, changes automatically, but then eventually you get the blue portal gun. Yes. Um, from 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 the swivel. And you 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 pick this up. I love the industrial design on the portal gun, Gary. Oh yeah, <laughs> like it, it is. Like I really like uh, the way the portal gun looks. I have not you know, picked up one, but they make those really good replicas mm-hmm. of them that make the sound. And it's 
been tempting to me forever. Oh yeah. Um, it's a, it's a really great, uh, one of what, you know, like top three power-ups in gaming or like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you consider it a power-up, which you really don't, it's the core mechanic, but like, yeah. as far as like cool gaming object to get, like it's up there with, with the, the boot, you know, and, and, uh, the cape and stuff <laughs> for sure. Like, and you know, you can tell that this kind of came from the same, you know, like the, the same minds almost as, uh, uh, the gravity gun from Half-Life 2. Yes. Right. Like yeah. just, uh, it, it feels like uh, a cousin to that. And it's funny because it kind of is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you pick this uh, up and what this lets you do is you have two different colors of portals. Um, and this is introducing them to you. You have, you have, you have blue and you have orange, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, this gives you control over one of them. So think about how gradual this has been. It is teaching you that kind of these portals obviate space barriers are not actually barriers. Um, and these portals just kind of like fold different parts of the levels into each other. Now it's giving you the ability to cast these onto white flat surfaces. Yes, even though at this point the orange part of it is static. Yes, or like, is uh, changing, changing is, automatically around you. Yes, um, but it is out of your control. So you just get to control your entry point, and the red is always the orange is always going to be your exit point. Mm -hmm. um, that's I'll, one of the big things that they had to kind of, you know, teaching you. There's a there's a puzzle somewhere in this first batch where they teach you that you can go both ways mm -hmm. through them because initially it seemed like the blue was always entry and yeah. orange was always exit. Mm -hmm. And just kind of teaching you that the two-way door was like something that, again, that just goes down natural, but they had to put a lot of work into making people inherently understand. It's funny that you made that, that, you made that joke about Yanis, because oh, yeah. it totally is. Like one mouth in one place and one mouth in the other. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I, will, I will also always be fond of humor that is kind of like the super happy fun ball sketch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do, do not like look at the operational. exposure to the button is not part of the test. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do not look into the operational end of the device. Yep. <laughs> and so um, the voice actress, whose name I forget, it's Ellen something. She is um, an, an opera singer who does like basically any any female character in a Valve game. Um, uh, she does an amazing job. And this I remember being one of my first uh, kind of introductions to autotune used yes. in any uh, in any realm aside from sh uh, share music. Yeah, but this, uh, this is uh, this is uh, significantly better than believing in life after love. Yeah, uh, for effect. Yeah, um, but I remember yeah. I remember watching like a video, like it's like a making of kind of thing where they're actually like building a melody, like they're in Pro Tools, like taking her waveform and assigning notes to it uh, mm -hmm. in order to glitch it out. Yeah, it's um, and the way they actually got this performance is really interesting. Um, where what they did was they uh, they ran all of the lines through a text to speech. <clears throat> And then had her emulate those rhythms before yeah. treating them, mm -hmm. um, which it just ends up. It's, it's like a very like charismatic voice performance. Mm -hmm. um, her name is Ellen McLean. There we go. Yeah. yeah. She's great. Like yeah. she, she does. She does an amazing job. Um, yeah. So um, when we talk about how it kind of obviating these gaps, that, that's really interesting for a series of puzzles that are about getting from point A to point B, mm -hmm. you know, and the way they design around that without kind of spoiling it is really, really cool. Like if, if it'd be like if, if, you know, the point of uh, uh, Tetris is to make Tetrises and then they gave you a thing that was all straight lines, <laughs> you know, like uh, or all, uh, you know, four by ones. Yeah. You know, because it's giving you something that does the thing that is the point of the level, <laughs> you know, and they, they these complications that they introduce are just you know really clever. Yeah. Um, and again, they're 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 ushering you through this because like that you need a you need a, a cube, like you need a box, but it's at the bottom of this long pit. How are you going to get it up? Well, no, you don't get it up. You get it down and over. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
Yeah, this is this is hard to talk about because like relational space, like those vocabularies don't hold. <laughs> no, no, yeah, where where things are in relation, that's what uh, that's what makes it tricky mm-hmm. and and so and so like thrilling when you figure out how it works. Oh yeah, um, the uh, so so we're kind of moving through some more more uh, test chambers. They're introducing new new elements. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's uh there's this energy pellet that we get introduced to. So sometimes we have to press a button. Sometimes we have to throw an energy pellet into a receptacle. Yes. And uh, the energy pellet can move around portals the same way we can. And um, we've done this with boxes before as well, but this is showing like everything goes through portals and reacts the same way. Yes. And these energy pellets, they will uh, kind of reflect, they'll bounce off of hard surfaces and they will, uh, they kind of dissipate as they go along. So mm-hmm. like there's such a thing as a fresh or a stale energy pellet. And that's going to be important later on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As you, as you go on. Also, they will kill you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is. You can't die very many times in this game. There aren't very many ways to die. Yeah. But, uh, but that is one of them. And it's very painless. Like, you just come back. The ch- there's checkpointing even within the levels. You don't even have to start the test all over again. Yeah. Um, there's checkpointing within the levels, which is something Talos principle. I really wish I had. Um, but <laughs> well, it... it uh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, but those are pretty good. I think this is the first time you can die, actually. Like, nothing, yeah. else, nothing else prior to this could kill you. It's before they introduced the like acid pits. Yeah, um, and as you're doing this, like when you by the time you get to like test chamber seven, like these are numbered out of nineteen, um, you, you'll start noticing things like there are cameras that are following you, and there are these fogged windows um, that are kind of like up, you know, like there's observation chambers, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, you like there's nobody. It's not apparent that there's anybody around. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is uh, kind of spooky. Um, the cameras, uh, you can also destroy the cameras by putting a portal behind them and you get an achievement for destroying all the cameras, uh, which is something I want to do anyway, cause you know, yeah. don't watch me. Um, <laughs> don't, don't look at me or my son ever again. The, uh, <laughs> Thank so, you. Yeah. I love hey, that. And, yeah, I, I do too. Even though it does just date this, uh, this podcast it very specifically down, down to the month. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, uh, if, it, if iTunes didn't do that already. It's not a not a meme I've gotten sick of. Yep. Um, yeah. So the uh, but yeah the, uh, you, the you're being watched. You have this sense of kind of oppression. Um, you move through. Um, they start introducing moving platforms. Yes. Or um, the Aperture Science unstationary scaffold. Yes, unstationary. Um, <laughs> I love this too. This was another like interesting uh, little tidbit from the commentary is that like they wanted to uh, people would just walk along the uh, like tightrope walk. Uh, on the actual line itself initially, and they didn't want people to do that. So then they made the the line a kill box, but that was too harsh. So what they did was make it like an immaterial beam of light. Yeah, that moves the platform back and forth, and just like the perfect solution. But it's really interesting to see, like, oh, they went through iterations of all those things. <laughs> like the, the they Goldilocks it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, so chamber eight introduces this acidic water, which should be just basically the floor is lava. Yes. <laughs> um, as you go along, and um, here. Uh, this is this is kind of where it is introducing like a real element of timing, right? Because we have these pellets and we have to uh, we have to kind of guide them along these, uh, you know, 90, 90 degree tracks. And what's what, what's great is um, the receptacles for these, they shine a red light. So you always know where to shoot. Yeah. Like that is like a super subtle cue, because like if you were just guessing if I was off by like hmm, like a half a foot on one of these, I would be very frustrated, but that almost never happens because like they subtly guide you to know where to shoot. It 100% doesn't happen when, uh, when it's like necessary here, right. Mm-hmm. Or like when it, when it's early on, like eventually you will have to kind of eyeball yeah. some, some things, but it's very rarely does that happen when timing is a factor. 
um, which is game like I don't usually like puzzle games where like the puzzle itself is not the hard part. It's just how do you do it quickly enough mm-hmm. unless there's like one solution that obviates it. But if it's just like a timing like, hey, I opened this door like that's a real Zelda dungeon thing. Yeah, that I don't like like, oh, I press this button. I have four seconds to get to this door. If I don't do it, I just ha- my my punishment is tedium. Mm-hmm. You know, I just have to keep trying it until I make it like that sucks. I don't really like that. And this game uh, does indulge in that a little bit. But it's pretty rare, and when they do, they ramp down the stakes. Yes. So it's not like uh, run out of time, you die very often. You know, it's, it's still kind of annoying. Like, there's one specific puzzle that we'll get to that, like, is just like, ah, you know, this is a little bit obnoxious to me. Yeah. Um, but even then, there there is an optimized version to figure out. Mm-hmm. Like, like most of my frustration, like 70% of my frustration was doing it the wrong way, and just the remaining 30% was doing it the right way and just having to deal with the time limit. And the, and the nice part about that where it's kind of relying on you executing um, mm-hmm. is that oftentimes that's just a small part of it and usually a lo- the last step. Yes. Like, so yeah. like, and the checkpoint is right there. Yeah. Like they don't uh, they don't make you start over. So you never have to do like, oh, here's this huge part I already did. I just need to set up the pieces again. Um, they're already set up. Yeah. For you, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, GLaDOS is, is continuing lying to you. Earlier, she said that she would stop enhancing the truth. And, uh, <laughs> and, and you know, it cuts off in static before she can say when she's going to. Here, she says that the chamber is impossible and you should not attempt to solve it, which is explicitly antagonistic to the idea of testing um, here. Um, Except, this, this no. is- She's te- this introduces, or go ahead. She, she's testing. She's testing your performance under uh, in an atmosphere of extreme pessimism. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is where they introduce emancipation grids in the center of the room. Yes. Um, so these grids, you know, that are meant to keep you from carrying a uh, fillings. Uh, you have your fillings um, into uh, in, in, into the elevator uh, are now um, introduced to uh, dissolve these uh, these cubes. So like the, the the room is divided in half, and the buttons on one side and the cube is on the other. Yes. And there's there's a little uh, little window you can shoot through to create a, a portal to get through there, correct? Yes. Like, yeah, this is where that is. Um, you also can't shoot through these grids. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Chamber 10, and it, it, like this is where the game came alive for me, and I can still kind of feel the tingle up my back mm-hmm. um, when I think about this, because this is where it introduces the notion of conservation of momentum through the portals. Mm-hmm. The idea that um, you know they 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 sum it up here and it, like like very uh, very smartly when they they have Gladys try to explain it and then she glitches out so you have to figure this out on your own um, mm-hmm. and you know there's a there, there there's a portal at the bottom and there's a there's an extended uh, kind of section of wall at the top and a gap that is too far to get across with no portalable surfaces on the other side so you have to figure out that you drop through the portal and your downward momentum your speed is maintained and then kind of like reoriented sideways through the portal and glado Mm -hmm. sums this up in a way that kind of like just unlocks the entire game for me which is speedy thing go in speedy thing come out Mm -hmm. and that is just amazing to me (laughs) well and it's it's so weird the way it works because if you if you pay attention to levels before this, they've been demonstrating this continuously, mm-hmm. right? Like a uh, one of these little like, like energy globes doesn't it can change direction yep. from going down mm-hmm. to going sideways, you know? But it's still for some reason you think of that as not applying to you, right? Um, and I'm not because, I'm because... You specifically, I'm saying me, me too. Like not yeah. like that's a, for some reason you think that wouldn't apply to you. <laughs> cool. look, it looks like momentum um, to you. No, yeah, no. Yeah. but yeah, uh, yeah, these look like portals to you. Um, here's the vaginas, th- clearly. <laughs> Uh, no. um, here, here's the thing, though, because like before this, 
any first-person shooter might as well have been like, uh, like what is it, the Futurama ship. It doesn't move. It moves the universe around it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just choosing what I want to see and where I want to be, whereas this actually makes me a physics object. Yes. <laughs> it's also uh, one of the things that it does in, in treating you like a, a physics ob- object is uh, this, you know, so same, you know, ditto everything you're saying about this for me when I first played it, but it's also really, really kinesthetically thrilling oh, and it's... fun. <laughs> like, is it, and they, I love how they double down on that in the second one. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite things about the second one. They're like, Oh, you like flying through the air, right? <laughs> that feels good. Doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, yep. It, it certainly does. And, uh, <laughs> Let me do that all the time. Yeah. Um, well, well, there's a there, like there's a time later when you do like a really long one, and then Gladys goes, "We." Yeah. Yeah. Because it is. It is. It is so fun. Yeah. It feels really good. <laughs> uh, I, I will. I will always love it when a game, like when dialogue in a, in a game, says what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It is just. Uh, it is. It is super. Super, super good. Man. Feels very, very good. Um, again, just that, like, you need to have those leg braces. <laughs> you know, uh, that pill. I know, that I'm, I know that I'm thinking about a person who doesn't exist. But can you imagine the person who doesn't like Portal or thinks it's overrated, who is listening to us gush about every single thing about this? I, yeah, I'd be curious to, to hear that. Yeah. You know, hear that person. Because I've heard some people, like, we're going to get into Portal 2, which is, like, I think is great. You know, but just not quite as amazing, yeah. but still like a really great game. And I've heard people straight up say they don't like Portal 2. Yeah. And I think that's a little, that's like a, a slightly milder version of what we're discussing. Cause I still yeah. think that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like not crazy, but I can't relate to it. You right. know, not yeah. to, you know, um, I think that like act- actively disliking Portal 2 is a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but that, that, that would be the, that's the, that's the version I can imagine. I can't really imagine someone being like, or even if you don't like it, if you're just like, I can imagine the person like I can't play first person games that make me want to puke. No, oh, this game has that in yeah. spades. There are multiple yeah. times where I get motion sick playing it. If you man, if you if you go through a thing where you have to turn uh, 180 degrees mm-hmm. like head to toe while going back and forth through a portal, yep. like I got pretty sick uh, from a couple of those moments. <laughs> I was very uh, happy um, to uh, to to be playing this from across the room. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there are some parts that will. So I can understand that, and mm-hmm. I can understand the person who's just like I just don't like. Portal, you know, I don't like uh, puzzle games at all. Yeah. But they, I still feel like you, you you can't, like, not recognize it. Yeah. You know, even if it's not for you, like, it, how do you just not recognize it? It's if it, Like, it feels elemental or platonic. Yes. You know, and I realize that's a broad sweeping statement. And, like, those are words that are kind of designed to kill thought. Like, I'm not closing the book on it. But just, like, I, I hope that we are presenting this in a way that conveys our enthusiasm, but also that we're, like, really genuine about it. Yeah, I don't. It's not like I didn't think about it. Yeah, like I'm not just like, hey, the cake is alive. Like <laughs> this is the best game ever. Five, um, you know, hashtag <laughs> companion cube. Like it is. It is legitimately impressive to me. Yeah. Um, it should be no surprise that this uh, chamber ten was the most time they spent on any of the playtesting. Mm-hmm. Um, this this concept that uh, that that flinging, uh, concept was the hardest thing that they had to convey to the player. Yeah. And uh, they they do a great job of it. Um. Yeah, so in Chamber Eleven, uh, they introduce the uh, the orange portal gun. Yes, um, which is like that's a weird kind of thing where you just pick up a second gun and it just becomes, <laughs> you know, it, it's like explicitly a power up. Oh yeah, it's real weird. Like it just is is a is an upgrade for your gun that takes the form, but you're not firing two different guns. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even show um, you like it doesn't even show like Shell reaching in and pulling out a component or something. No, no, it's just you just click on it and now you have two guns. I wonder but, if at uh, some point in testing there was like a like. It was like dual wielding almost where like oh, you, had, yeah. you had two guns at the bottom and they just decided to, to simplify it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this is, this is at the bottom and it's rotating again on these, these uh, the, on the, in the four cardinal directions yeah. over some acidic water. 
And uh, you need to to open a door uh, in order to get through so you can time a pellet release to get to this rotating portal and eventually get over to the the other to get the other portal gun. Yeah. And now your your uh, the the UI in this game is really clever. Oh yeah. Um because your cursor is not a cursor, it is a little orange and blue little marker. Um, it's uh, so, the logo for the game. Yeah. And not only so now the orange one is there, but they are highlighted when you have that portal up. Yeah. So they they become opaque when you when that portal has been deployed. And there's a there, there's a little circle that marks which one was the last one you shot. Yeah, yeah, which is really clever because that's going to be important during some of these times where you have to like jump through, you know, mostly for that flinging mechanic. Yeah, where you're staying um, in motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would uh, for me like I would sometimes I wouldn't read that fast enough. Like it's mm-hmm. very clever, but it's still an idea that you have to. So I tended to just kind of go with the. Always make orange my exit portal if I could, mm-hmm. because I, and also I'm more used to left clicking. Yeah. Uh, so always making left click be my my <laughs> action verb. Definitely. Um, yeah. yeah. Just because blue, I, I don't know. Like for some reason, it is it is easier to act quickly with a left click because yeah. I'm used to that. Yep. Yeah, but this is uh, Chamber Eleven specifically. This is this is like the, the 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 last time and the only real time they have you do this kind of Rube Goldberg kind of progression with only one portal. Now you mm-hmm. are now you are cooking with gas because now you're a god. Yes, because <laughs> exactly um, because the gun is now worth more than the organs and combined income of everybody that I know. Yes, <laughs> which it would be. Yeah, because it is a uh, it is you know breaks a uh, breaks science. So the, the second set of uh, test chambers, um, which is kind of the bulk of the game, the second act, is when you are solving puzzles with both guns. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this is where it's kind of teaching you uh, to uh, um, fling with greater alacrity, um, yes. for, for, for lack of a more eloquent way to say it, uh, because now you have control over which of these, uh, you know, over, over where the exit portal goes. And so there's a, there's kind of a great uh, um, kind of escalation of the, mm-hmm. of the flings that you're asked to do. It's almost like a big stair step uh, silo that you are that you have to get up. And uh, and yeah, like this is uh, it's it's pretty daunting to, you know, shoot where you're going to land. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, and and again though the consequences for failure are nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you just kind of go back up. And this is also when uh, you're first allowed just kind of play with both the portals. So this is where you're going to shoot the ceiling and the floor, and then just fall forever. Um, <laughs> There's an achievement know, it, for that. Yep, and it, it you know looks real cool. You get to that terminal velocity, or when you set up a portal um, on either side and create a hall of mirrors mm-hmm. that goes on forever. Um, the actual limit is nine. Mm. Uh, it will it'll show nine different instanced uh, kind of versions of it. Yeah. Um, but it effectively looks like for forever, um, and that is a, a blast. Yeah, <laughs> this is kind of like uh, just one of those wonderful things where where uh, where they indulge in the player thinking. I wonder if I can, and then yes, the answer is yes. yes. Yep. <laughs> Um, so this is where the tests are taking uh, a little bit of a longer time. Um, and they even, you know, kind of hang a lamp- lampshade on this by talking about like, hey, if you pass off from hunger, you know, we'll have somebody come in with peptic solve and adrenaline mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and, and intubation associate, which yes. implies they're going to <laughs> shove a tube down your gullet. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, like the uh, me, me and Brayton just recorded a teenager bags on uh, "It's My Life" by Bon Jo Oh Bon, uh, bon Jovi. Yeah, uh, where he uses that bow bow uh, <laughs> device, which is just like a gross tube. He's got Richie Samboris. He's like sucking on this this flavor pipe. <laughs> fucking disgusting. Oh my gosh, you just know somebody's combined that with a vape. Yeah, well, that we, that you think you'll be pleasantly surprised by that episode. Cool, <laughs> cool. <laughs> So, yeah, but that uh, that does come up. So. Oh, awesome! Gotta blow that yeah. cotton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> do, do you feel like I yeah. feel? <laughs> bow 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 pass, motherfucker. <laughs> bow bow pass. Yeah. Bow. bow. <laughs> I fucking hate that song. That song was fucking everywhere. <laughs> it is. It is ridiculous. Well, you're you're, you're a, a forty-two-year-old man, and you're talking about how your parents are going to keep you down. One hundred. Well, he, the actual inspiration was uh, Frank Sinatra. Oh Jesus! Uh, Frank Sinatra was saying like, "Hey, oh, he my, did his way. way." Yeah, yeah. Bon Jovi <laughs> does his way as well. Uh, but it became the the thing that, and I say this in the episode, and and usually, mm. you know, more people listen to the show than Teenage Dirtbags. Usually, yeah. listen to Teenage Dirtbags. The um, but the uh, it's like the kind of song where it's designed for people who are recently broken up with to sing at karaoke. Oh yeah, like I hate those songs. Like just like <laughs> the like like just like empowerment fuck you songs mm -hmm. other than the song fuck you like i don't i don't care for them yeah that's the good one yeah well you know it's uh it is it is uh, a certain per a certain kind of person who is of a certain age it is their version of singing patsy klein at karaoke yes yeah that's kind of better um but th this is uh this is kind of the first time uh chamber 13 uh, after that where they have the um the timing kind of set up as well yeah where you're you're timing this this box to drop through a ceiling portal um in order to to get this thing but you can get one box on there and you're like well shit i can't get another box onto this other button you have two buttons <laughs> um and then you realize like i don't actually need that i can be the box and use a portal to get through yeah because um, when when you're standing on the button there's a portal surface that is uh that is exposed to just you. past the door yeah so you so you can you can do that mm -hmm. um this might be the first puzzle or it's somewhere around in here there's a way that you can uh, actually trap yourself into rooms the game allows for that yeah um and if you do that gladys will kind of make fun of you and then let you out mm -hmm. which is which is pretty cool yeah again they uh they, they put that in uh oh gosh what is it the one with the uh with the grill in the center of the room um yes. that is one that uh you can you can pretty much solve in seconds and they decided mm -hmm. to keep that in and they put a special uh special line of dialogue in uh yep. for gladys saying wow nobody's done that before just because it is it is harder to do it the cheat way yeah. than it is to do the regular way. Yeah. Um, there's also, um, when they have those grills in the levels, um, or anytime they introduce a box, you get unlimited boxes. Yeah. So you can have one box at a time, but if you destroy your box, another box will come. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this game is not about, you know, adventures of Lolo style making the game unsolvable for yeah. yourself. This is not 3D Sokoban. Yes. Yeah. It just drops down a, ker a, ker a kerplunk tunnel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, the next chamber is this really long, uh, this really long one that uh, uh, is so long that a pellet won't survive down it. So you actually mm -hmm. have to uh, um, set up one portal and then uh, figure out how to get all the way across across this place without actually uh, without actually using the, that other portal because you need it to stay in place. Yes. Yeah. Yep. In order to kind of shorten that distance. So it's like uh, you have to solve this with one with one hand tied behind your back, which is really limiting because so far, most of the time, uh, these uh, these puzzles have kind of it, it's it feels like riding a bicycle almost mm -hmm. like it's, it's like riding a bike downhill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, next one is when they introduce the cake meme because yep. uh, cake and grief counseling will be available at the end of the test. Yep. Um, which uh, and, and this is kind of doing this. uh you know, uh, these are where the, the chambers start kind of being 
little set pieces. Mm -hmm. Like they feel like they're very much made up of smaller puzzles. Yes. Like there are parts here where it's like, so the beginning of this, you have to kind of do this moment, you know, this, this flinging to get over this wall with an emancipated emancipation grid. Um, But then there'll be like another section after that is only feels kind of slightly related. Mm -hmm. So they kind of start taking on this, this feeling of an obstacle course. Yeah. Around here Mm -hmm. um, where you're using these smaller verb sets to get through. Yeah. Like again, we're piecing the puzzles together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like all of them are individual puzzles that you're piecing together. You're taking mm-hmm. the input from one and the output of the other. Yep. Yeah. Good and job. sometimes that's you. Also, uh, this is where it's introducing a little bit of uh, like peril, like uh, these moving platforms over top of uh, over top of acid. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chamber 16. This is where they introduce um, some of my favorite um, characters in the game. Um, mm-hmm. Other than the one, I suppose. Uh, the turrets. I, I love the turrets, which are ridiculously cute. These are yep. uh, these are voiced by Ellen McLean too, and they are just so sorry to be killing you. <laughs> yeah, I, I I really like it. Uh, <laughs> the um, and and it is very fun to do combat in a game where you don't have combat verbs. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is the version of the Half Life Two level where you have the gravity gun. Yeah, you know, and you just have to escape with just the you know you just have the gravity gun. Yeah, um, and it becomes a really fun kind of like there aren't explicit like puzzles here because this is one of the more open-ended kind of situations they have where like, there's a lot of ways to take out one of these, these guys. Um, You can, obviously you can, uh, you know, knock them over by putting a portal under them. You can drop things onto them. You can sneak up behind them (laughs) and grab them and knock them down yourselves. Uh, Sneaking behind them is the best way. Oh yeah. Because you Uh, pick them up and they're like, ah, yeah. Are you still there? (laughs) Uh, You know, and you can get them to shoot each other. You know, mm-hmm. uh, by by using using portals, you can drop and, cameras uh, on them. Yep, um, super super cool. And, and what's what's funny is like this this is combat, and this is kind of one of the first times that like it will have you do the same thing over and over again in a uh, in a test chamber. And mm-hmm. they're just kind of like trying to teach you what they can see and can't see. Like they'll yes. put uh, like the, the, they'll fire at you through glass, but they can't break through. Right? Yes. It'll teach you, you know, like where the cone is. And this is just another thing that you're going to have to keep track of. Mm-hmm. And and there's no reason for it, but you can take a lot of bullets. Oh, yeah. and you're ever generating health. So <laughs> it's like it's, it's like like, getting... a, like time. It's like you might as well be running across an electrified piece of floor. Yes. Yeah. You you get clipped once or twice, you're gonna be fine. Um, it's just when you've kind of fucked yourself, is it a lose condition? Mm-hmm. Um, this is also where and this I don't know. In the notes here, it has as the first one. I don't. Is this the first one where you can get behind the scenery? This might have been the first one that I saw. Uh, like I just uh, maybe didn't notice them. The, notice them before. It, I, it's it's not introduced as early as you think it is. Okay. I feel like when I played, I feel like I, I saw one earlier than this that was really minor. But this is really cool. And uh, this <laughs> is one of my favorite parts of this game is that there are parts where you can get behind the uh, the walls of the test chamber. It's like the panels so, that are on these articulated arms. Yes, which are which are all designed to be this kind of so it's modular, mm-hmm. right? Like they can they can change things out. Um, there's one where there are two panels. I think this is that one where there are two panels that are kind of pushed out, and you can sneak in. Yeah, and because of, because I think a crate got stuck in there or something yeah, like that yeah. when they were moving backwards, so you can jump over this crate, get in the back, and you see these scribblings on the wall. Um, where you can see uh, he's got a shit bucket and a piss bucket because it conveniences him. He's he's like he's he's uh, Bill Co- Bill Cosby Bukowski in this shit. Yeah, no, he's got um, the toilet. He's got the toilet kitchen. It's yeah, it's an efficiency. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this this is a character named uh, Ratman. Yeah, that's actually his last name. He's yes, not he's not just the Rat Man because uh, because he lives yes. in the walls. Um, it's it's yeah, a he, it's a little bit of nominative determinism. Yes. Um, and he uh, he is the main character. There's a, a portal uh, graphic novel. It's like an interquel. 
that, that came out. Um, yeah, yep. Um, that's about this guy that yeah. I uh, went to a, a signing because Michael Avenoving is the artist and he is mm. a, a Portland native. Yeah, and he drew so, a little picture of me on the inside of it. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. can can, can um, you can you uh, post a picture of that? Yeah, cool. Yep. Um, yeah, no, that that uh, that that art is beautiful. It's uh, mm -hmm. it's so expressive. Yeah, yeah. I think that actually Michael Avenoving did not do that art though. Oh, he shit. did the art I think for the Left for Dead because it's it's part of a, a Valve. Like, like several a, of the different Valve stories. Like an anthology kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. So I think he did the um, the Left 4 Dead, uh, bridging Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 mm -hmm. um, comic, which is still kind of fun. Like, it's still pretty good. Like, I actually, I like, I'm I'm one of those weirdos who likes Left 4 Dead lore. Oh, yeah. um, but the, uh, <laughs> because it's yeah. done very much in the same way as this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But um, he's got his room full of crazy here. Um, and what's mm -hmm. great is, like, you're, you're, you're behind the scenes at Disney World right now yeah. everything is dingy everything is uh very rusted out like you know he's got he's got his piss bucket and his hot plate um and he's sleeping on he's sleeping on on broke it down uh cardboard boxes and he's mm -hmm. got you know like writing on the wall here you know like diagrams of the turrets and things like that and i forget like at some point i i, I didn't make a note of this but at some point he starts like putting x's on places where you should put portals to take out the the turrets yeah yeah he, you get to see his little strategies yeah of doing it um yeah. And on the, on the wall here, it says Android hell is real, <laughs> uh, which, which is a, a little nice little foreshadowing um, to the most diabolical of, uh, of the chambers, at least. And, and one of them that had, you know, some of the most impact in, in Internet, Internet circles, which mm -hmm. is Chamber 17, uh, which were introduced to the Companion Cube. Yes. Um, the Companion Cube, as I mentioned, like everything from Portal, like I think this is actually great. Mm -hmm. Like even if it is, you know, fans have made it obnoxious. Like, and I love the way that it, cause it's not, I think that this is what we're picking up on the way that it maintains its quality is it was never designed to go viral and be a meme. Like everything about this was from design up. Yeah. So what happened with this chamber was, uh, in order to get through it, you need to use this, uh, carry this cube around to, to block, um, these, these particles, mm -hmm. um, these pellets, uh, and you need it for the whole level Yeah. to take it all the way through. But People were looking at it because they played video games. They were looking at it as if it were a timing puzzle. Right. Like, uh, I have this hallway. I have a pellet coming down. it. I need to run down between the pellets. Mm -hmm. So people, and they kept doing it. Like, they would get, oh, I can't do it for the first one, but I, I no longer need the box. Yeah, I will so I'm going to drop this because so yep. far there has always been another box. Yes. And the way that they, uh, they get you to keep the box is, uh, one, by, you know, making the, the, Lados talk about it. Yes. Like she, she talks about the box. Like, so they tell you the importance, but the other way is they draw a little heart on it, yeah, which they is make so it visually like, distinctive. It is so good. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like what it, you know, it's, if there's, you know, all these versions of these crates, I don't care about. And there's one of them that has a bow on it. Like <laughs> that automatically becomes more human and, and, and wonderful to me. Yeah. You know, that's the one I'm going to choose. <laughs> Um, like they might as well put like a pair of googly eyes on it or something yeah, like yeah just uh like in the sense that they're going to personify it and they work it into the joke too like they they, they start saying uh like oh if, if, if you start hearing voices the box can't talk yeah the, bo the box cannot talk and then i love how that implies like test subjects before you oh yeah they go full wilson the volleyball yeah like there there's a and, and well and just once you know what happened like <laughs> you know you you get the sense that you are the person to make it out mm -hmm. of this you know, yeah. um, so, so you use the, the cube. The, the puzzle is not that hard, but it has the, this ending set piece, which is not a puzzle is so good. Yeah. Um, where it's like, <laughs> well, to... it's so good because it's teaching you how to defeat the end boss. Well, it, yeah, it's, it's wonderful from a design perspective. It's mm -hmm. wonderful from a flavor perspective mm -hmm. where they're like, you know, they don't open up the ending thing and it's just spite. Oh yeah. Like it's just a door that you like, there's no, there's no 
you know, reason for it within the test environment <laughs> where you, you have to uh, euthanize uh, your cube in a, uh, in an incinerator. Um, and like, there's a lot of things about how it feels pain. <laughs> um, like it, it's she, just a box. Like, of course it doesn't. It's so stupid. But she, like, uh, she tells you, you incinerated it faster than any other test subject. Uh, no matter how long you wait, <laughs> yeah. like you, you get that. That's so good. Um, it reminds me, um, uh, uh, the Stanley principle in the, uh, the demo where there's the room full of buttons mm -hmm. and you press the button. And it's like, statistically people who press that button first are more likely to be sex offenders or something <laughs> like that. Like it reminds me, you know, it's that same kind of trick. Yeah. But, uh, and then this, this cube spawned a, a cottage industry. Like if you search companion cube on Etsy yeah. and, and see how many pages of results you get, yeah. it might just be one, but it'll be full. And, and it's, uh, and it's one of those things where like, I feel okay gushing about it, even though it is, uh, even though it's overdone. And also if somebody gave me a companion cube, I wouldn't turn my nose up at 100%. it. 100%. <laughs> For a while, those were sold out. Like when I first played this game, I tried to get one mm -hmm. um, and they were really hard to find. You could get the, uh, the fuzzy dice. Yeah. But those wash out like the, like the, the sun ruins those i want like well, a i want like a little one made out of aluminum i can like use a, as a worry stone <laughs> well, i i would like that or i would like a stuffed one that i could sleep with mm -hmm. or cuddle up next to roars for photo ops oh yeah and but i, I didn't do the uh the fuzzy dice one because i didn't i didn't drive like i didn't mm -hmm. want a car thing yeah uh, but the the real versions of it um and which were like and and in 2007 they were 30 dollars, which is still pretty expensive that's a yeah. premium for like a stuffed like a plush toy um so I couldn't get them during the time when I would have, but like I had a moment of several months where it's like, man, do I want that? And I like, I let my then fiance know that I wanted it to see if I could get one for Christmas and didn't like, it worked on me. Like I was way <laughs> into this companion cube, yeah. Um, you know, like, and, and it's not, not so much, I wasn't close to this, but the, it, I was on the same path or trajectory of the people who got like companion cube tattoos and stuff, Yeah. which now I think that's probably, that's not a choice I would make. <laughs> you know, no judgment if you have a companion cube tattoo, but yeah. that's not a choice I would make. But I was on that same kind of like I was way into it. Yeah. Like way into it. Yeah. Um because it's great. It's got a heart on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's it's in the same realm as uh as uh the pink catamari for me. Yes. Like yeah, yeah, I love the pink catamari. <laughs> yeah. Or 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 bombat. Like, I love bombat. Bombat um, what? Bombat. Bomb from, uh, oh Mario? yeah, okay. I was like super bomb bad racing. What? I, I, yeah. I do not. No, this is pod racing. Um, <laughs> I, I do not like super bomb bad racing. Okay. Um, yeah, like like like, like bomb bad or uh, oh gosh, I have a coworker who has uh, who has like a little figurine of a of a turret, but it's rainbow colored. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like... The, the turrets have become. I have a little turret somewhere around here. Um, that's just it's just a regular one, but they have become like a blind boxed uh toy hmm. kind of thing. Oh, and yeah. uh, the cool thing about the one I have, I don't know if it's the same one as the blind box one, but it has a little button on the back. And if I turn it on, it it has like a little laser pointer. Oh, nice! Uh, so it, so it can it can be it can have things in its sights. Yeah, pretty cool. Yep. But, but yeah, this works. It works because it works. Yes, and it's you know we're we're going to talk about this when we get to uh, the, the the cake is alive thing, but we might as well say it now. Like you know we're talking about these memes and you know just the, like the, the the fact that it does kind of oversaturate this and make it hard to appreciate the original thing, um, mm -hmm. just because you know apparently I'm a very judgmental person who can't put other people out of his mind, <laughs> um, but um, but like Valve they didn't like it. Yeah. And so when they were making Portal 2, like they saw all this stuff and they're like, yeah, we just can't do that stuff again. We can't pander to people who yeah, are, who are do, looking for this do, other thing. That's one of the things I think they do a really good job Yeah, is that uh, puzzle wise, they introduce a lot of new ideas in Portal 2, but they also introduce 
uh, like it it doesn't just run there's not a lot of fan service yeah in it i feel like like there is like it does deepen the lore and kind of explain more of the story and everything mm-hmm. like you get an origin story for the villain from the first one which is like more than you would expect mm-hmm. but it's not like full of things that were designed to be it's like that's why I like why like this is gonna this is unrelated but like the uh you when, when you're when you're engaging in memes <laughs> you are, which we did we we did yeah, we did the me and my son thing yeah yeah, yeah. Like, like you, when you engage in memes, I feel like what you're doing is, uh, uh, and and actually, um, Vadi Vidya, who does uh, the Dark Souls videos, used to do kind of more general gaming videos, and he did one where he was complaining about memes, and I think he took it down. I don't think he likes it, mm-hmm. but I like it. And one of the things he says is, when you're doing that, what you're doing is you're borrowing kind of cultural capital. Um, so it's not something that's yours. You're just kind of borrowing the humor. Yeah. Um, which is the same thing that happens when you play cards against humanity, which is why that's a bad game. Mm-hmm. Um, you're kind of just like borrowing uh, the humor from it. And it's like, like when I see like uh, uh, when people have compiled like YouTube's where it's like the top funniest jokes from Borderlands 2. Yeah. And they're all that like it makes my skin crawl. Yeah. Like it, it, it is literally the worst thing. <laughs> um, and and it, it's because it feels like it doesn't feel like your work. You know, and and you can set out to design something like that, and games have done that uh, to, to, di- the, to design something by taking those memes, or to di- to design something to become that is memetic. going to be taken. I mean, both, yeah. but like I specifically was referring to like design something to be taken. Okay. Like I'm going to make something that has cultural capital, and and people are going to do stuff with it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and like like there are phrases. I don't think it ever took off, but like there are phrasings and stuff of achievements and the like in like Goat Simulator. Yeah. You know, and that was meant to be like, this is going to be a meme thing. Yeah. And you can just, I feel like the same way you can see CG versus like a model. I feel like I can tell when something is being made to do that or when it comes across naturally. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know. I, this is, this is just meme rant that kind of, kind of got away from me. No, no. My central point is, but like <laughs> it is, it is a, 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 I have mixed feelings for memes. And this is somebody who uh, considered, did not quite, but considered buying a Puisno Steppy. Uh, t-shirt because it's, it's like the best i really is that the, love it is that the the don't try to me snake yeah it's the real cute version though like, yeah. please please no step <laughs> well so 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 that's the thing right and working working in marketing as i mm-hmm. as, as as i do currently who knows when you listen to this in the far-flung future maybe i'm <laughs> podcasting uh full-time that'd be pretty cool but right now working in marketing you really run into a lot of desire to engineer things to be to be shareable right mm-hmm. to be snackable and you really develop a nose for that kind of stuff um, to mm-hmm. where to like to, to where this thing will generate its own momentum. And mm-hmm. like, you know, it doesn't always like like it doesn't always make you immune to it. See the aforementioned like Undertale thing. Right. Like yes. that, that that is all over there. But for me, it's it, it's, you know, maybe I'm a hypocrite. I don't know. But like uh, you know, a bunch of it works for me, like even on its own as like really pithy kind of just like, uh, again, like the accidental poetry kind of stuff. Like I, I yeah I don't I don't feel like Undertale like I didn't get that sense from that yeah. like it's not like Undertale is Borderlands mm-hmm. you know like it's not like it feels more genuine than that I feel like the guy who made Undertale actually thinks that stuff is funny and was just writing jokes mm-hmm. that he he thought was cute that doesn't feel I would put that as much as I don't like that game very much I would put that in the win column as far as natural yeah yeah you know kind of sticky memetic mm-hmm. you know phrasings and stuff yeah um but, yeah. but when it's not it feels it feels really gross. Yeah. And when you when you kind of appropriate it over and over, like you're borrowing something that isn't yours. Yeah, something that so, is something that's very cheap and very like you know plug and play almost. Yes. Which so, you and, know and, again, and again, like kind we, of makes me a hypocrite as somebody who very nearly bought a Puisnos Step T-shirt <laughs> and who thinks about that meme like twice a day. Yeah, uh, you know it is. Uh, I understand there's a little bit of 
uh, hypocrite, you know, hypocriticalness. Yeah. And, and, and nobody who makes stuff and nobody who talks as much as we do is entirely innocent of that either. Yeah. So yeah. there's that. But like all of this goes back to say, like when you're talking about Portal, it is very hard to come at this stuff with fresh eyes, much like the turn with GLaDOS that we're going to get to that we're going to get to here pretty quick. Like it, it just you can't talk about it without having all this baggage that didn't come into it. Like we, we can talk about where the companion queue came from till we're blue in the face. But like mm-hmm. the, like the, the that legacy of great design and something that like all, like achieved its actual goal and then some. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you, you can't talk about the goal without talking about the end then some. Yes. You know? Yeah. And so, it, yeah, it's it's not free of context, which is part of, you know, that's what this show does. And this is an interesting kind of take on what we usually do. Yeah. Right. Because we we're always looking at that like kind of legacy. And this one ends up having like it has a, a really far reaching design legacy, too. Yeah. Um, but that uh, cultural legacy ended up being bigger than I think anyone expected. Oh, yeah. It to be and was not intentional. And just kind of happened. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, it's worth talking about. It's, 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 you, like you said, you cannot unsee it. Mm-hmm. Potent, <sighs> potent stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, chamber uh, 18, um, you know, the, 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 the ramping up the, the sinisterness <laughs> here, this, uh, you know, she says, uh, you know, uh, you will be baked and then there will be cake. Um, <laughs> as, as opposed to the opposite, which would still also be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're talking about spliff and blazes oh, yeah. that's how that phrase goes right <laughs> oh, you, you mean chomping nugs yeah 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 nog chomping um, <laughs> oh, i'm just imagining the nog sickles now yeah uh, um, <laughs> my mouth and god's ears um no <laughs> so so this uh th- this has another rat man hole um mm-hmm. and this time they're tantalizingly there's a door but you can't open it yes yeah yeah it gives you the, the very satisfying half-life door no open noise like just like universal (laughs) yeah Yeah. um so this uh this has the one puzzle that makes me most most motion sick the uh the the only time i've gotten more motion sick outside of this was playing south park the n64 game okay (laughs) yeah because that's yeah, that's the, that's what that game does. Yeah. Um, so this uh, there there's a there there's a chamber that has a bunch of the acid goo at the bottom of it, and there are these kind of like platforms that are raised up at various at various heights, and then off to the mm-hmm. side there's a pit, and so you have to do these flings, okay, where mm-hmm. you're where, where you're dropping down, and then flying up into the air, um, and then shooting another another portal to yes. where you fall back down the portal you came out of and then fly up further. So all of this moment, your momentum from the, from the initial drop carries you up and you have to do a lot of very tricky timing to make this happen. However, the reason that this makes me sick is not just because you're moving at a very fast speed, but because you're falling through feet first. But when you come out the portal on the other side, you're going to write because I think Chell is part cat. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, uh, kind of like Samus. Um, and uh, you have to, um, kind of like keep an eye out and then orient yourself toward where the next uh, portal is yep. going to be shot. And that kind of like change in yaw and rotation and all of that is like tailor made to just make me want to Ralph. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty disorienting, especially at the end, because you have to eventually point to a horizontal uh, wall. Yes. So you can so you can fling yourself horizontally and just lining yourself up with that is really kind of que- like a queasy experience. Yeah. Um, which is surprisingly, like in the commentary, they don't talk about that at all. No. Um, and I was really surprised because I, I, I don't think my stomach is quite as sensitive as yours is, but I still have the same experience. Yeah. 
uh, with this one. Yeah, um, I think the commentary, the, talks, the, the commentary talks about like them adjusting the like the actual field of view to to to, to minimize that sense of motion sickness. Like the, I, the field of view in this is 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 different. If it wasn't the commentary, it came off somewhere else. But like the field of view in this is 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 like much either much wider or much narrower than mm -hmm. uh, uh, I think it's wider uh, than than Half Life is. Yeah, it, it, it's not in the commentary. Like I just listened to the commentary, but it might be in an interview or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. but, but yeah, motion sickness is a factor. Yeah, specifically for here. All the other times where I got really sick, it was through my own devices. <laughs> like I, I accidentally, you know, uh, I, I spun around a chair really fast and then sat down to play Portal 1. Uh, so, God, this game made me motion you're, sick. You were doing Dizzy Dizzy Wiffle Ball? Yep. Okay. Yep. Were you being um, a wild and crazy kid, Gary? Man, if I'm thinking about like, like, <laughs> like my stomach just like actually turns a little bit thinking about like putting my head down on a Wiffle Ball bat. <laughs> it, it did not take take much um so uh, uh chamber 19 uh the last test this is and, the end uh, of the game we're gonna get our cave we're gonna wipe our hands we're gonna be yep. done and and by this point you know that it's there's something to it mm -hmm. like you maybe don't know the exact twist but like there's been enough sinister hints <laughs> uh you know and this is where they first introduced the uh, the Ratman chamber that says uh he took an arrow in the knee <laughs> no, I mean, no, it, it says that uh, the cake is a lie. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, the, it, uh, it doesn't just say the cake is a lie. It's written out several times, which makes it like, I, I don't know what people mean when they parrot that, like what context there is, except like at an office party where like they're trying to out the other nerds. Um, yeah, but like, it's just a mating call. Yeah, like I just, I, I, I don't know, like outside of this context, what that means, aside from, okay, here they are, like in this particular instance, they're telling you not to trust GLaDOS. Right. Yes. But also, like, he's not writing it to somebody else. He's writing it to himself. Yeah, because he's he's kind of going he's going crazy. Yeah, it's like, a little like all work and something something makes Homer something something. Yeah, and feeling yeah. feeling fine. No, yeah. <laughs> he's like I get the sense that he's writing it to himself to convince himself not to listen to Glados because yeah. he's succumbing to the temptation. I mean, his cake tastes good. Yeah. Um. The uh. Yeah. So so this is this is where that I don't know what they're invoking either, other than just like. Uh, nothing is as it seems, but that seems that's too general. Like that's pulling back really far yeah. um, from a more, much more specific situation. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, so the, they're saying like, you know, at the end you're going to have to relinquish your gun, go through here, you activate this moving platform and then you're using portals to avoid obstacles on the way Yeah. and activate these buttons. Um, this is actually pretty tough Yeah. Uh, as you're kind of going through, like they, you do there's a, cool a lot thing of where uh, you... corner work with this. Yes. Yeah. And uh, like, there's a, a thing in the way, so you have to shoot a portal past there uh, step off the platform and get back on the platform as it's already past the uh, the barrier. Mm -hmm. um, you know, pretty tricky. We get to the end, and there is a, a an incinerator. <laughs> well, no, well, no. Yeah. Uh, again with the corner work. Um, yeah, it pulls you up to, uh, to like like to an image, like all like it's another icon, like all the other icons you've seen on the wall. That's like a, a very tantalizing slice of cake with a cherry on top. Mm -hmm. I don't understand what kind of cake has a cherry, but okay. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know. Either. It's a pearl onion. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, God. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Gladys is talking about like, oh, it's been a pleasure. All of this, you know, bureaucratic nicety. And then it rounds the corner and then there's the incinerator. Yeah. Because we didn't, uh, that iconography, we didn't mention that earlier, but every puzzle tells you what elements will be in it mm -hmm. through these like really cool kind of wet floor sign style, style yeah, decals. Yeah, bathroom men. Yes, uh, which I which I like a lot, um, but yeah. So then then the the incinerator is there, and the music kicks up, <laughs> and uh, you know the gun will not be harmed in your victory candescence. Yeah. Which that's, that's a great phrase, um, but of course you are so empowered by this point that you can you know break the rules and escape. Mm -hmm. um, you portal up to this platform, yep. 
And, uh, you know, the uh, GLaDOS at this point is like, no, no, there, there will be a party. You assume the party escort <laughs> submission position? Yep, you, you, you passed my last test. And yep. people just put your hand behind your head and lay yep. on the ground. That, that is so oh, good. Like, and one of the party associates is going to come after you. Yeah, the party associates. <laughs> um, this, and then you're into the last third of the game, which is so, so good. And and it's not going to seem like it, given that we are so given to blather and go on tangents. But, like, this is so, this is, up until this point, it's like a couple hours. Yeah. You know, it's it's so, this game is so easy to recommend because it is, like, a long movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it is it is so breezy and good. Um, but we're in this last little bit. And I, I love this because it's doing the video game thing mm-hmm. of, like, you were introduced to a bunch of concepts. Let's recontextualize them and see if you learn them. <laughs> yep. And um, I love how very specifically, even though you're kind of on the rails, you're off the rails right yes. now. Like, you know, so far, everything has been very kind of, like, parameterized almost. Mm-hmm. Like, you're in a chamber. You're in environments that are explicitly designed for the moveset that you've been taught. Right. And you're taking those moves out of like out of that context and putting them into these like it is half-life-esque environmental puzzles, like yeah. moving from point A to point B in a like in a way that like kind of breaks your assumption about the way you're supposed to move between those places. Yeah, you you've you're you're not off the rails at all. But no, no. By by putting you so explicitly on rails early on, mm-hmm. they can do something like this and make you feel like you have a lot of freedom. Yeah. Like, and a lot of subversion. Like you you're <laughs> doing something subversive even though you're not. Right. Um in a weird way it is like as interesting a comment or like I mean it is in the same vein as like the Bioshock kind of commentary on what, you know, being doing what you're told to do in a game. Like they never say at the end, like, yeah, yeah, you actually just did what we made you do. Um, I mean, that made me sound like I don't like Bioshock, which I do, but the, uh, uh, it's not doing that, but it is really interesting to have a game that the first half of it is set up as a game. Mm-hmm. Like the, you know, the, the subtext is textual and then take that away because this would be like what a normal video game would be. Yeah. Like I'm in, I'm in, in hallways and factories and gray concrete walls. And I have a verb set and I'm making my way from one end to another. Yeah. Like this is the point in which it becomes kind of a standard video game. Yeah. Even though it always was a video game, it just has the illusion of not doing that. Yeah. Up until this point. And, and this is where GLaDOS goes from being, oh, she's a character to like, mm-hmm. no, GLaDOS is a character. Yeah. Because so far, like everything could have been a script, right? She is not interacting with you. She kind of doesn't, you know, acknowledge that you exist aside from like making a couple of these comments from this point forward, she is kind of like pursuing you. She's like the voice of the Joker through Arkham. Like yes. she is begging you to stop. She is telling you that your efforts are futile. She is just, just trying to like undermine you and like pulling out all of these insults, like behind that kind of like clinical exterior, she is full of venom and she is letting you have it in a way that like, because she isn't always saying like you are a puny mortal and I'm going you know, like and you will not survive feels more sinister than than yeah. uh, than Shodan does. It is uh, <laughs> the idea I think uh, early on is that she was supposed to sound like a recording, obviously, right. right? Yeah, and they they do a lot of things to make it sound like a recording. Um, and when that this is the time when that that totally falls away, that curtain totally falls down. <laughs> like it's it's almost like the yeah. distance closes. Right. Like this could have been a recording that was entirely separated you from space and time. This is not this is not a presence that is like that is watching you and reacting to you. Like this is Mm. just something that is happening as opposed to like a thing that desperately wants agency over you. Yes. Yep. Yep. God damn it. So good. It is. It is really it is really good. It is. (laughs) It is. uh, It's intimidating how good it is. Yeah. Like I'll I'll never do anything that's good. I had a Um, I will die without 
achieving something this good. I had a, I had a friend um, uh, lived across the street. He was he was he was an older older gentleman. Um, he was about forty years old when I was in college. Unfortunately, he, uh, he he passed, but he was a recovering drug addict, and he used to live up in Boston. And you know, we were sitting on the sitting on the porch smoking and just you know telling stories like, oh, you're you know just like you've lived a really interesting life, like you're you're in recovery and you're doing all this stuff. And he was talking about this time like back in the like it was like the, like the late seventies or something where he wanted to be a musician. And then he went to uh, he went to whatever the big uh, whatever the big venue is in in, in Boston, and mm. he saw Bob Dylan perform. And mm. seeing that led him to put that down. He's like, "There's there's no point. <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't do anything like that. So I I need to stop." Hmm. And yeah, like, yeah, it is it is that kind of it's like the opposite of the Velvet Underground effect. Yeah, like everybody who saw him quit their band. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, that like that, but, but no, yes. no, it's okay. It's 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 not like I obviously still make stuff, but it's <laughs> it's uh, it is it is just it is really really impressive. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, just like that, that was just another example of something being intimidatingly good. Yeah, like the intimidatingly good is is a good way to to talk about this turn and kind of where this happens. Mm -hmm. um, the levels are no longer really discreet at this point. Um, you're just kind of moving through the these uh these back guts. Yeah. So we'll talk about things as they kind of pop up. Um, cause there are still puzzle rooms, but they are more hidden and it's not, it's not as demarcated. Yeah. Um, they introduce these kind of more, more hazards or these kind of fan blades, these cooling systems that you have to, uh, to get through. And you're seeing a lot of the inner workings. So you're seeing like where turrets are made. Yeah. Um, and, and how they're kind of put together. You're seeing, you're seeing uh, the, uh, like the, like the bank shoots, you know, yes. you're, you're, you're seeing, you know, just like all of the tubes that the, that the cubes fly through. Um, and like a lot of this is timing based because this is mechanical. It's giving you like these periodic windows where you can shoot, uh, where you can shoot your, uh, your portals through. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And, and this is, uh, one of the cool things here is you go back through an earlier test chamber. <laughs> um, the one with the, uh, the, uh, the little window in the middle where you can shoot through the, uh, the, uh, emancipation grill <laughs> and the, um, but now you have two portals. You can solve it in a different way and easier yeah. on your way through, which is really empowering. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, yep. um, kind of um, move through. Um, there's a lot of stuff with pistons, like creating, a, like riding a piston up to what would be just like squished down, but using that yeah. to uh, to create a hole in the ceiling uh, through a floor. Yep, to, <laughs> to push you up into a, another area. I'm actually not a huge fan of those pistons. Yeah, it's a little so it's, much. It's, kinda, it's just like, I mean, you can die. Yep. So like if you, if you and it's, it's still source engine kind of stuff. So like if you are not lined up right, you can get gibbed yeah. from not being lined up with the with the portal at the top um but it's it's you know a brief brief section yeah. not a big deal um the yeah. uh they start introducing like gladys has been as starts uh deploying turrets yeah on on your way here um <laughs> and then including there's like a room with uh several turrets yeah like a gigantic chamber that has the, it's just like honeycombed with yes. uh with turret chambers and you have to like manage your line of sight to get into like each of those little honeycomb hideouts in order to mm -hmm. uh knock them down yes yeah um, which is what well, you can do kind of one, but it, you know, it's, it emulates kind of a stealth game where you're mm -hmm. like slowly taking out uh, the people one by one by, yeah. you know, I'm going to take the guy who's covering this other guy <laughs> so yeah. that I can take him and then I can take the guy he's covering. Yeah. Um, GLaDOS also explicitly starts trying to kill you by bringing out these, uh, these missile launchers, um, yes. which uh, they don't come back in the second game. Um, no. But here they like home in on you and uh, you're you're supposed to use them to like break glass um, across the yes. level with uh, with portals. Because they're showing you what you need to do in the end. Yes. Of the uh, the thing, so they're they're introducing those verbs uh, kind of slowly. Um, 
another uh you know there's some more kind of turret rooms as you you continue through again we're kind of shooting through this there's not a lot of environmental detail when you're in these back offices not really no like there's some there like there's some actual offices like you can yeah. look down through the fogged glass to see some of these other test chambers but it's real like prosaic stuff um yeah we're gonna find there's out the, 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 the red phone oh, we, yeah. we've, the red phone is one little detail there is like a like a, a red phone that is over GLaDOS's chamber that mm -hmm. we see on the way there that was, you know, meant to be this uh, uh, in case of evil AI, <laughs> you know, call it, pick up the red phone. Yeah. And uh, and we we later learned that it did not work in the, the face of deadly neurotoxin. Deadly neurotoxin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, something about this. We're going to learn later that this technically takes place in the Half-Life universe. Something mm -hmm. I'm glad they didn't do too much more with. Um, but um, the reason that is is because because the team uh, was on such a small budget, they ended up using a lot of Half-Life assets. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it does say a lot of weird things about Half-Life. <laughs> it's really like it's like I like that it's in the Half-Life universe when I'm sitting in the portal camp. Mm -hmm. When I'm sitting in the Half-Life universe, it's weird. Yes. You know? I, I don't like the idea that there is that Black Mesa has a competitor that started out as a shower curtain company. Yeah, it is. It is just so it's so goofy mm -hmm. for something that is canon. Yeah. And that's, you know, one of those things that they ever do, like make Half-Life 3 or or put that through. Like there have been all these kind of rumors and people think that like they're going to incorporate some of this mythos, you know, Yeah. like and and fighting Half-Life style enemies with a portal gun, which mm -hmm. a lot of modders have made, um, I think would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, but at the same time, it still has to be, you know, Cave Johnson exists in that universe. And that's weird. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I think I'm with you. Um, you eventually you get to this, this gigantic circular chamber, which is Gladys's chamber. Yes. And we get to see her. Um, she went through a lot of different designs. Um, you know, at, at some point she was like a brain in a jar. Um, <laughs> another point she was like a robotic version of, uh, like, a, a maybe it's like the, the Venus de Milo or the, the lady on the clamshell. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that, uh, that painting, but like made out of robot parts. Mm -hmm. Um, a bunch of different kinds of designs, but ultimately what they went with is this kind of, uh, kind of like bug-like almost like hanging ceiling thing yeah she like she, she's hanging she's got all these like personality cores hanging off of her but like her <laughs> actual her actual face like what is meant to be her head is kind of on the end of this articulated arm and it has like a camera that is meant to you know just kind of like uh emulate her gaze almost yes yeah um, and a lot of personality to the animation and stuff yeah and they're her. gonna fucking double down on that yes <laughs> yes um, yeah, so um, this is the boss fight. Yeah. This is the end boss of the game. This, the, <laughs> this is kind of the only explicit conflict that you have um, mm -hmm. against something that is really reacting to you, aside from, like, the, 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 the bug-like instincts of the, of the turret. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the way this boss fight works is that um, there's going to be, there are missiles that, that are being fired that you need to redirect at her to knock off these personality cores. Yeah. Um, which you then incinerate. Um, as, as you kind of go through and you use portals to to hit her with these these missiles to redirect them mm -hmm. into her. And then she kind of has a series of uh, defensive mechanisms for this. Right. Um, and there's a time limit on this because she is flooding the room with deadly neurotoxin. Um, yes. And uh, she reveals that this is this is how she killed everybody else. Um, and the first, the, the and you know all all of the previous people here were like uh, there twelve years ago was when this happened. Yes, um, including probably your parents. Um, but yeah, because uh, well, because it because it was on Take Your Daughter to Work Day. Yeah, which uh, which we learn 
later. Yeah, but uh, well, I think I think she says it too at, at some point. It's it's kind of garbled, but it's there uh, here in Portal yeah. One. Um, but uh, but no, like the the first module that you knock off these the, like these little spherical things uh, is her like morality inhibitor, which is what they installed after she killed a bunch of people. Um, mm. And so now she is she is very much um, on the warpath, not only trying to kill you, not only giving you a five minute. Uh, five-minute uh, time limit, but also telling you, you're adopted. I have your brain backed up. I can torture you forever. I am totally am now. The world outside yep. is terrible. Yeah, yeah. She's she's trying to, to discourage you and be cruel because it's on, you're on the right track. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you continue to do that. Um, you know, her different personality cores have kind of different personalities. This is something else they're going to play with more in Portal 2. Yep. Um, including one that's voiced by Matt, Mike Patton for no real <laughs> goddamn reason. Like, just because, like, like, we had excess grumbles from Left 4 Dead, so let's... <laughs> Let's throw him on there. Yep. Um, <laughs> what, a, what a weird combination of Mike Patton and uh, Nolan North. Yeah, well, what, that, that guy's career path. Yeah. Um, like, you just like, if you need somebody to grumble, like. <laughs> people uh, people get angry when we take pot shots at uh, Mike Patton. Really? Yeah. He, he does have very, uh, uh, very loyal fans. Uh, see, I like watching interviews with him. I think that when he speaks about stuff, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty good. But... Yeah. I just don't, I haven't liked the song he's written. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, which is for somebody who writes a lot of songs. That's, oh, fuck. Know. He was really good in uh, The Darkness. I forgot about that. Was he, is he a voice actor? He, or is he, he... Yeah, he's, he's a voice actor. He voice acted uh, the, uh, the shadow presence from The Darkness. It was okay, really, it was not, really uh, fucking good. I've only, I've not played The Darkness. I've only played Darkness 2, mm. which is uh, pretty... I, I would have a hard time taking it seriously. I just played it because it's co-op. Yeah. Um, but you have your crew of four racial stereotypes uh, <laughs> that you get to, to play in the darkness, too. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he's fine. Like, I don't, I'm not necessarily saying he's a bad voice actor. <laughs> I'm saying that for this part, all he does is go, <laughs> you know, which is which is fine. And then uh, he doesn't write songs I like. Yeah. So it's fine if you like Mike Patton. I don't care. It's um, it. What is it? Hmm? It's it. What is it? Yeah. What What is it? Yeah. <laughs> what if there's a fish on the ground? What a symbol. Um, the, uh, yeah, good job, guys. And even <laughs> that band name. Good night. Like, okay, okay, teens. Faith, no more. Um, anywho, uh, you, you, can, you continue to, uh, to knock out these personality cores. And, and then incinerate them. And incinerate them. Um, you know, getting uh, poetic justice uh, on her. Until eventually um, you do the final one. And uh, the facility kind of explodes. Yeah. Here. And um, you're like, you're sucked up by what looks to be an emancipation grill. I'm not entirely sure what force is drawing you up toward the surface. I don't know either. Um, what's kind of interesting, though, is you get this little ending where you are sucked to the surface. Um, you see the street, you see the outside world. Um, and uh, this tank next to it that says GLaDOS. Yeah. And, uh, you know, since you are in the party submission position, <laughs> um, you get dragged back in. Uh, that was patched in. Yes. The, yes. The original ending, you just, that was, it was just ambiguous like you're out <laughs> it just it just but, fade to black yes as you, as they, you lay they, down. they added that in uh when they decided to do a sequel yeah yep. um they also added in a bunch of like radios uh to play into the arg for the release of portal 2 yes yeah and those exactly. are kind of like hidden and then uh one of the most uh memorable songs from gaming starts up yeah yeah you, you fly through these tunnels into a room full of these uh these different cores and there, i think there's a turret in there and there's a cake um the candle is snuffed out by by arm and all the cores activate. Yeah, and you're like shit. <laughs> this uh, and then the candle being snuffed out. Like when I played this, I was like, oh yeah, Chell's totally dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that is what killed her. Uh, that that is a symbol. Candle candle is a is a universal symbol for it uh, seems your soul. to me. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so you get this DOS screen that has the lyrics of Glados singing a uh, song um, by Jonathan Col- Colton, uh, still alive. Yes. This was a triumph. 
I'm making a note here, huge success. It's hard to overstate my satisfaction. Aperture science. We do what we must because we can. For the good of all of us, except the ones who are dead. But there's no sense crying over every mistake. You just keep on trying till you run out of cake. And the science gets done, and you make a neat plan for the people who are still alive. Um, and this is such a simple, wonderful song. It's really good. Yep. Like it's it's a really good song. Um, <laughs> I think you know it is. Uh, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Uh, it's, it's it's like well written. Like it's it's charming. Like every like Jonathan Colton is somebody who I'm a real uh, I'm skeptical of. Like sometimes I like him. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think he is just like some of his cutiness gets on my nerves. It's like so some of the stuff that's kind of pandery. Um, yeah, I'm like not... pandery is the word for it. Like some yeah. of it feels very pandery to but me. But like like I, I've heard songs of his that are like that genuinely have a tremendous amount of pathos while having like just the right amount of cleverness to that. So he, he he's capable of that. Yes. Like I think that's true too. I just wish he did more of it. Yeah, something like the, the like like when he got to like the artificial heart kind of stuff when he was doing like glasses or uh, gosh nemesis with John Roderick. Like all mm-hmm. that stuff is great. <laughs> yeah, it is. He he does. He's capable of good work. Yeah. Um. You know. And this this is uh this song is in that category for me. Yeah. You know, it is not just like nerd reference lol, um, which some of his stuff feels like. Mm-hmm me but yeah you get the song over the credits and then that's the end of the game you spent three hours with like one of the greatest games of all time <laughs> and you, you feel super good and you try to convince your fiance to play it and she never does and then eventually <laughs> you Portland get divorced um, <laughs> so. that's three so far <laughs> that's what happens yeah <laughs> it's, really, it's like really tied to that period of my life I didn't really oh, no, realize for sure. before we started recording but like yeah. well, that's what I associate being 27 with yeah um, well you, you, you shared so I will share 2007 was a really shitty year in my life yeah, <laughs> um, that's where like depression really started setting in. Like I was having a very bad time at college, mm. um, and uh, my mom had cancer at that time, and like just mm. dealing with a whole bunch. She, she's fine. She's you know she's a survivor, uh, but uh, but no, like she's you know, just like like 2007 fucking sucked, and like this was toward the end of it, and like I associate this with kind of like getting out of that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it is. You know, obviously, it's not. If you're looking at the scales, it's not like Portal One makes up for <laughs> any, any of that, that stuff. Yeah, um, but it is. Uh, it's, it is it's nice definitely to t- have, like tied to that. Yeah, yeah. It is just a, it is just associated with as as one of the better things about 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it is. It's so. I mean, I don't even know who's listening to this who hasn't played it, but yeah. it is an unqualified recommendation to uh, gamer and non-gamer alike. Yeah, for me, like I, it's. If you can wrap your head around first-person controls, I have a hard time imagining the person who wouldn't appreciate this deeply. It's funny because, like, my gut tells me, and, like, I've made this recommendation before where, like, this is a great way to get acquainted with first-person controls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, tell somebody to figure out if you need to play inverted or not inverted and then play Portal mm-hmm. because, like, there's no risk to anything. But, like, later on, like, there's definitely a wall that somebody who is not used to 3D, 3D first-person controls would hit. Yeah. You know, so it's it's tough, but like not in the way you would expect it to be. Um, one of the other reasons why this that game makes a really good introduction uh, for video games, I think, or to first person games is that it is nonviolent. Oh, yeah. 
like it is not um, like I've read like some treaties where it's like this is kind of a first person shooter through like a like a, a feminine lens. Um, and I think there's something to that mm-hmm. where like you are you are uh, like not only just because like if you want to get Silent Hill symbolism style, like I'm not saying you're shooting wall vaginas, at things. <laughs> um, even though somebody has probably modded that in and go to Jesus. hell. Um, whoever I just I, I just had a very vivid mental image I didn't care for. Um, but the, the, um, some Vore enthusiast. But the uh, uh, I'm sorry, Gary, that wouldn't be Vore. That'd be a rebirthing. Or oh, you're right. That'd be re- yeah. well, you can do vaginal Vore. Um, the, uh, <laughs> come on. Uh, I, I, I think that one of those is a subset of the other. I guess that's right. It's like squares and rectangles. Um, yeah, uh, but, but it is like the fact that you're not killing hundreds of brown people in this shooter is really kind of noteworthy. Mm-hmm. You know, like it is not, uh, uh, you are, you are solving problems through, and they, they sidestep, sidestep that by making uh, robots, but they, nothing feels bad about what you're doing in this game. Right, like it doesn't have that kind of like I have to turn a blind eye to context to enjoy it. Yeah, you know, um, which is something I'm willing to do. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, the the amount the my total gaming death count of people with wives and families and parents, yeah. you know, is is in the hundreds of thousands. Probably. Just just check the alpha protocol counter. Yeah, 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 totally. You know, and <clears> that you never have to, uh, you you don't have to worry about that at all. And I can see that being a turnoff for people where mm-hmm. they're like. You know, people who play a lot of like puzzle games and stuff, I think one reason is probably because it's not you're not putting bullets in people. Like it <laughs> is not a visceral thing where you're putting holes in people. Mm-hmm. Um, and this game, you know, acquaints a new like a type of gaming, like a type of control scheme and stuff that is so mm-hmm. strongly associate associated with that. Yeah. That it's literally in the title. Yeah. You know, like shooting is in the title of an FPS. Mm-hmm. Like that's the verb. <laughs> yeah. And this specifically is a first person puzzler. Like, yeah, you know, uh, something that is still kind of very rare. When, when it's a first-person puzzler, but you're also, you're still shooting. Yep. You're just not killing. Yeah. You know, and it is, that is super cool. And to and, uh, to remove it from kind of those uh, those terms that are explicitly political, like if you're not down for that, which I, I, I can't help you, at least mm-hmm. look at it from a sense of like brains over brawn. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, like solving solving problems through something other than, than might. Yeah. You know, and, and violence and dominance. Mm-hmm. Like you know? that I feel is is kind of more inclusive, <laughs> you yeah. know, like it is, it is, it is something there that is welcoming to everyone, you know, and that like, honestly, that's something that like, you know, I, I don't know how intellectual this exercise is. Like, this is very much, you know, not in the, like, it's probably not even the top beyond like the top 20th percentile of the most difficult puzzles in games, but like the curve up to feeling effortless again, riding the bike downhill is mm-hmm. so is so gentle that like it, it it ushers you along and like makes you feel like you're accomplishing something if if it were like the point of this is not to be difficult right like this is not a hard game um even when it gets a little bit tricky it's not not very hard and that inclusivity is important but it also i feel like allows i've been thinking about this a lot lately because i've been playing these souls likes that are coming out and in the you know the the eve of dark souls 3 where like a game where difficulty is the point of the game, mm-hmm. uh, there's something like that's kind of a turnoff to me. And I feel like one of the reason why is that you are when you're focusing on that, you're not focusing on these other things that games can be about. Yeah. Like a game doesn't have to necessarily be a puzzle to solve uh, in every single way. Like a challenge, like the point, the reason why I play games is not to necessarily to be challenged. Yeah. You know, like, I, I do like that. That can be a part of things. But that balance is really tricky. Mm-hmm. You know, and even, and we talk about this all the time on Bonfireside Chat, that's not even the point of Dark Souls. Like, <laughs> the greatest thing about Dark Souls is not how hard it is. Right. That is, you know, that is over-emphasized and over-kind of, uh, 
in you know given increased weight uh unnecessarily D- difficulty like, is to dark souls as speed is to sonic exactly it's not the point of it um you know it's just it's the thing that marketing people have grabbed onto mm-hmm. so to take a game where like that's not the point of it at all just leaves room for so much else mm-hmm. uh and they they no space is wasted yeah. um segueing well into portal 2 where some space is wasted but still great <laughs> right. um So uh, Portal 2. Yeah. Um, so th- this is uh, developed as well, uh, developed and published by Valve for the PC, Xbox 360, and PS3 in 2011. Yes. Yeah, so four years later, which is a really quick turnaround for Valve. <laughs> yeah. For a really quick turnaround for Valve, a very slow turnaround by any other game company's standards. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, gosh. I, I just I anticipated this game so much. Yeah. Like, the, like this, uh, this is a game that I had a huge game boner for. Gosh, yeah. that's the and- same year that Dark Souls came out. Fuck yeah. me. <laughs> yep. Huh. Yeah. And as somebody who this is a, a a very rare game that like I got a game boner for and <laughs> do not get I do not get game boners. <laughs> like generally that part of my my game ball sack is dead. Yep. Your game and does your not game generate. Infinite. Does not generate game testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> game testosterone. I'm sure that is like some kind of like pill of or a really bad YouTube channel. <laughs> If it's not, we need to secure that. And like that is our video presence, Game Tosterone. <laughs> we couldn't come up with a more clever name. Fuck you. <laughs> come get some. It's not quite a portman. Doesn't even rhyme. Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, uh, so much like the original Portal took this uh, senior project from DigiPen, uh, mm-hmm. there is a uh, Portal 2 takes a mechanic um, and incorporated a lot of the team. Uh, from another independent student game called Tag, The Power of Paint. Um, Mm -hmm. We're not going to talk about those color gels for a while, but they are kind of just like calling these uh, innovative mechanics up from the the farm league to the big league. Yes. Um, There are a lot of other mechanics that are added as well, but that one is probably the most jarring. Yes. Um, And the game actually does like a really fantastic job of segregating that. Yes. Um, You know, in, in like diegetically. It's, you know, pretty really really good um <laughs> portal 2 went through a bunch of different iterations um initially this was a prequel set in the 60s or 70s and uh they scrapped this idea but still used a lot of it oh yeah um, and made this a distant sequel instead yeah <laughs> like uh I, they, they never really say what the number is but this is set some thousands of years later yeah well yes yeah correct because you are you're in cryosleep because you're playing the same character yes but it's way in the future yeah and you like the the number of days there's a day counter at the beginning and it overflows the buffer so yes yeah yep. um so this uh like notable for me this was the first valve game to get a simultaneous release on mac and pc um so that was pretty cool to be able to play this on my on my i'm a macbook pro but also uh weirdly um and this was just like a strange two years in games the playstation 3 mm-hmm. if you bought this on there you could play uh, a co-op with uh people on pc mm-hmm. yeah which is uh you know now they're finally uh Xbox Senpai is giving us that, um, whoever that is. There is a, uh, on the lead up to this, uh, there was an ARG called Potato Sack, um, where a bunch of indie games that came out around this time got potato-related content. And uh, by playing these games and kind of uh, getting that content, you felt these meters to power GLaDOS back up. Yeah. And uh, this was an excuse uh, for the game, for them to release the game a few hours early on Steam, because Valve can do stuff like that. Yeah. Because they own Steam. Um, <laughs> they own the and... means of distribution. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, that's where the uh, the Justine 
uh, scenario from uh, from uh, Amnesia came from. Yeah, which is, which is like, boy, that's a that's a tonal shift. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. You've got the uh, the disembodied female voice mm-hmm. kind of talking yeah. you through those little uh, tests. You're fighting a bunch of potato men. Yeah, those lumpy skin. <laughs> oh, Roscoe, the potato man. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, definitely. So I participated in that. I was like, okay, give me. You want me to play uh, Amnesia and Killing Floor? Fuck yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> so nope. yeah i'm not gonna play so much toki tori but i will play killing floor toki tori is one of those games i really like want to like yeah and and i've never actually liked very much yeah i i'm pulling for it like it's a scrappy <laughs> little buddy but like boy i don't actually like it that much toki tori 2 is okay it's a little bit faster yeah a little bit yeah like i, I play toki tori 2 as well yeah but it just it's, it still is not like something i'm gonna like work my way through yeah you know yeah. Um, also, at the same time, Portal 1 was patched in with these radios. Yeah. Um, the ending was changed, as we mentioned, um, and this all tied in the, the, into that ARG. Yeah. Um, Portal 2 has, like, this really robust uh, portal or puzzle creation uh, uh, segment as well, where you're actually... Like perpetual testing initiative yes okay yes yeah where you are like it, it gives you creation tools it's like mario maker before mario maker where it gives you the ability to like lay down like tony hawk's pro skater uh kind of stuff in mm-hmm. engine as opposed to like using an sdk yeah yeah yep, yep. um there's also as we mentioned earlier when we talked about the ps3 there's a co-op campaign yeah this. we're gonna touch on that briefly we both played it. I did not replay it for the show. Yeah. Uh, it was, and the it, reason being is like logistics. Yes. It was either play Portal 1 and talk about that or uh, play all of Portal 2. Yes. And then <laughs> play the co-op campaign. Um, well, we're going to touch on it. It's excellent. Yes. Um, it is It is some of the best content in the game. So it seems a little bit tragic that we're not covering it. Uh, but it's also, um, I don't want to spoil it because you should find somebody to play it with. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to replay. Like yeah. it is... Uh, because you need to find like the way you play it is you replay it with somebody else who uh, has already played it, mm-hmm. and then you're in a race to be like, oh, I remember how to do this. Yeah, it's kind of unsatisfying and shitty. Um, <laughs> it is really like unlike even Portal One, where it's like a, a singular experience. Like replaying the co-op campaign of or Portal Two, playing the, replaying the co-op campaign is kind of unsatisfying. I think. Yeah. Um, um, and God forbid you like I know all of this, and then I'm playing with somebody who's never played Portal before. Yeah, and and you can and you can do that. You just need to be have like supreme self control, yes. and you have to, and it and it needs to not be boring for you. Mm-hmm. Like you know how to solve the puzzles, you just need to take joy in watching the other person solve it, mm-hmm. which is like that's <laughs> a special kind of edge case. Who who does? I think this is something. This is something that uh, that Ben from the level does all the time. Mm-hmm. Like for years and years and years, Ben has been the ultimate Portal Two Sherpa. Okay, like, not even like just playing Portal, but he will like have somebody over to his house and say, you're going to play Portal 2. And he will sit in the room and watch them. He won't tell them what to do, but he will just talk with, like, talk with them. Like, so what did you learn? <laughs> <laughs> if I if I didn't know Ben was such a nice guy, that sounds really, like, Well, no, I'm, 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 pre- I'm presenting it. But, like, no, he just, like, he, like, he will watch somebody play the, 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 uh, the, the single player of Portal 2 just because he loves watching people like, like have those moments of epiphany right like he's not like ah, uh-uh, i know the answer but you don't yeah. but it's like no like let's talk about how great this is yeah it is i i can i can totally see that and yeah. if, if you're that guy like playing the portal 2 co-op campaign would work for you yes. in that situation like ben could ben could do that and, mm-hmm. and enjoy it um just essentially being a tool <laughs> right. for, the, for the other person like tell me what to do yeah 
Um, so there is there is an edge case there, but we both didn't, and also like quite frankly, kind of ran out of time. Yeah, like we were getting ahead for watch out for fireballs and because of Dark Souls three and Warcraft three is a really long game. Holy shit, is it so um, long? <laughs> so uh, so forgive us for not uh, covering that, but we are going to touch on it briefly. <laughs> um, first though, we get to another opening uh, of this, which is uh, I like just about as much as the Portal one opening. Like it's not quite as impressive, but it's really really good. It's a it's a tech demo more than anything. It's not a it it is not revelatory um, in like a like a gameplay sense it is showing you what the new source engine can do yes and 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 it's good in that respect like there's a lot of the commentary uh talks about this this is a chapter and this is actually split up into discrete chapters yes um this is chapter one the courtesy call yeah um so you you wake up in this dingy uh kind of bland hotel room <laughs> right um after and for a long time they uh this is like a really old idea that they had like this is something they wanted to do for a long time mm-hmm. and originally this was meant to be a simulation yeah um like this, this was your brain you know being ammed but then they decided not to do that right it is actually you and this is where they introduce um one thing i will say about portal 2 as much as i don't think it's as strong a game i think it's m- kind of much funnier oh my god it's the, like it might be the funniest game it is. It is. I think this is the funniest video game. We 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 got that question on the level, and like, uh, the, like it, it would. It feels like a cop out because I mentioned that while I was playing the game or just shortly after it. But like, it really is like the funniest game. It is so funny. Like this little. So there's a little bit where it's like, they they you know they tell you to walk over and appreciate art and listen <laughs> to music. Uh, you know, it's it's training you. It's this narrator that we haven't met before, mm-hmm. and this part where it's like it says to respond and it says press space to respond. And your character jumps. Uh, and like that is that's very funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it is going to continue. And, you know, there's nothing that ruins comedy like talking about it. Like you're gonna, probably going to hear me say like, that's very funny to me. Yeah. A lot of times in like, a way that doesn't actually be, bespeak humor. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, trust me. This is probably the funniest video game I've played. It is. It, it is so helped by the timing, too. You know, because mm-hmm. like very little of it is related to something that you do. Mm-hmm. You know, like none of us timed anything like they, they have complete control over when things are delivered and how they're delivered, like to, to where they can just like get it down to like what feels like the millisecond. Yeah. And <laughs> and the, the main character that we're going to deal with, who's the new character that's introduced or the two of them are as funny as GLaDOS are mm-hmm. like and, and do as good a job, I think. Yeah. Like GLaDOS does an amazing job. Uh, Stephen Merchant and um, uh, uh, J.K. Simmons. Just J.K. Simmons. Simmons. Do, yeah, just, just kidding. Simmons, J.K. Rowling's does does an amazing job. Yeah, of, of, of this as well. Like they're they're just as good. Mm-hmm. The the quality has not gone down in that respect. So you go back to sleep and you wake up much 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 later. This is where the uh, the the day counter is overflowed and the room is just much dingier. It's not just depressing mm-hmm. because it is corporate hotel. It is corporate hotel that has uh, that, that that has just been dilapidated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a voice at the door uh, knocking. You go get the door uh, the door. And a Wheatley comes in. Yes. Who, who is our, our new new character. <laughs> yes. Wheatley, who is a personality core. We're going to find out his purpose later. Um, and who is all of his acting is in his iris. Yes. And it's really good. Like it is. It is. Uh, it is a very, very well animated and well acted character. They had one person. I forget her name um, who was in charge of animating Wheatley. Hmm. Yeah, I have the same kind of response to Wheatley being animated that most people do when they talk about Pixar. Yep. Um, because like I'm not I'm on record. I'm not like the biggest Pixar fan. Um, and they, they do fine work. I don't want to hear about it a bunch of times, <laughs> but it, it is uh, it's not it's not for me largely. And uh, but this is I have that same feeling that people do when they gush about how well Toy Story is <laughs> animated. Right. Like I have this the, to, to this character because they're doing so much with so little. 
Um, exactly. And also, you know, so this this character is voiced by Stephen Merchant um, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's got this kind of stammering charm. He's like uh, he's like Hugh Grant with charisma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit and uh like you know amazing like steven merchant very funny person they just let him uh ad lib most yeah. of the time and they took that and they animated around that which makes wheatley and his kind of bumbling feel incredibly natural very very natural and like very charming <laughs> like this is this is he's a very very charming character um so as a, you know he's and he's on rails which is important like his, this is a but he's going to be your companion here for for most of the game yeah um the room starts kind of falling apart <laughs> And, and this is the really technically impressive stuff because the room falls apart. You can see off in the distance, like mm-hmm. this gigantic chamber that is full of other rooms. Like you can see, you see the outside of them. That's so big that there's like atmosphere around yeah. it. And the entire room moves under you. Yes. Like you are yeah. standing in a gigantic physics object. Yes. And uh, this is all, uh, it, there's a lot in the commentary about this. That's very technical. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're interested in this stuff, I recommend watching that chapter um because this this was took something something ridiculous to render like the first mm-hmm. time to like 90 days or something like that to, like <laughs> actually do the, the simulation the first time they ran it the, this, this physics simulation it's really crazy yeah um and and wheatley is talking about like he is the guy who's in charge uh or he says <laughs> of, of these people who are in hibernetic sleep and uh, the other ten thousand test subjects who are here are dying <laughs> So you um, just triple nine eleven, the last yes. home of humanity. <laughs> triple nine eleven. <laughs> what? Or skateboard trick? <laughs> like, like I don't know. I just, as a phrase, it's very funny to me. I just like you know. I, I get it from a mathematic perspective. Like I, I don't understand it. I just think it's a very funny phrase. I'm not. I'm not making light of nine eleven. Just no, think about I, ten thousand people dying. Yeah, no, I, I I didn't think you were making fun of it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just I, there's a very funny unit of me- like a nine eleven of people is a right. very unit of measurement to me. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing about it is it's easy to remember. <laughs> like you never forget it. <laughs> okay, I'm back. <laughs> um, but he, but he's uh, he's helping you escape, and you, you kind of you get a uh, your chamber gets slammed in uh, through this docking wall <laughs> right and you drop like the floor slants and you drop into your old hibernation pod <laughs> yep yep so they can do the kind of the beginning again mm-hmm. um you know and and the voice this narrator that, that came through who's kind of like a secret weapon because he's very funny as well oh yeah uh, you know the world may have ended but these uh, pre-recorded messages will help testing continue despite that yes and this voice i i love this this is what people thought glados was yeah yeah this actually <laughs> is that which is super cool um, this is what happens with these test chambers when Gladys isn't active. <laughs> right. And you know? the idea that like, you know, so we're incredibly far underground, like we're, we're mm-hmm. very, very deep and we're going to find out exactly how deep later on. Um, I think we technically like might be near the mantle. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but no, like the fact that they have a protocol for like the world may have ended and there may be some kind of animal king. Oh is, man. Uh, animal king is so good. Yep. Those little animated, uh, <laughs> like when you're, when you're inside the zoetropes, um, and they mm-hmm. show you the leopard print, uh, the leopard print, uh, the uh turret, turret with, uh, with the crown. Yeah. yeah. Oh, animal gosh. King. Um, animal yeah. King is very funny. Yeah. But you're going yep. through a bunch of the initial, uh, the, like the initial uh, uh, chambers 
from the mm-hmm. from the from the first game, but they're like overrun, like they're overgrown and cracked and you know completely yeah. dilapidated. Like the elements are reclaiming this in a big bad way. And and they also uh, move as you kind of get close to them. Mm-hmm. Like the entire chamber is weirdly as much as it is dilapidated and falling apart is way more alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't know if that. And and the idea being, I think that this is uh, mechanically or, or kind of electrically like that degradation of of things kind of. Uh, Somebody's finally coming through and sweeping up. And this is something that uh, GLaDOS kept under control. Yes. And kept it the sterile presentation. But now it actually feels like it's moving around you all the time. Mm-hmm. Part of that is technical, you know, uh, advances. Right. But, uh, you know, that's the real reason for it. But it, it, as far as just kind of the way it feels, like it's you see more of these chambers get built. You see <laughs> more of them, you know, these panels get moved around as you kind of go through. And they double down on that later. Oh, yeah. Um, like there's a, just, there's a little bit of... You start feeling you're inside a living thing. There's a little bit of retconning here because, like, I was behind the scenes in Portal 1 and, like, it felt much more much more solid, right? Yes. Like, here, it's incredibly fluid. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, it, it would have been totally within reason if they revealed that the elevators didn't actually move anywhere. You'd have stepped into a small room and made a noise and then, like, while you were in there, you just rearranged the same chamber around room. you. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, 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 that's the effect that's almost there. And what they, what they run you through is a, like a very compressed version of like the first half of Portal here. Yeah. They, they know that a lot of people, most people who play this have played the first one, Yeah, but they still can't, you know, they can't just set you literally with the gun right away. Mm-hmm. So you kind of, you can kind of do that. They eventually say like, Hey, we're going to need this portal gun to escape. They send you to go grab it, uh, but it's not there. It's not in the place where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And as you head down to where it was, you fall through the, uh, the floor and find <laughs> it on the ground. Yep. And so you're on the scaffolding, uh, kind of behind there. One, uh, one, one awesome like little interface trick. Like Portal Two looks a lot better. Um, again, mm-hmm. it's on a new, uh, it's, it's on a new version of the uh, uh, the Source Engine, um, mm-hmm. or it was new at the, at the time. The textures are more high res, and more stuff is moving, etc. Uh, but something that's great is they can do something really cool with shaders. Uh, if you shoot a portal on a wall but move on the other side of the wall, there is always an indication of where that portal is, even if it's all mm-hmm. the way across the map. And that's necessary for these bigger maps we're going to deal with, which in the in the kind of saggy middle of this game that we'll, yeah. we'll talk about. Um, but if they didn't have that, it would be excruciating. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, But it is really impressive and it's really, really nice. Um, there's a really good joke here about deploying smooth jazz. <laughs> um, deploy is, a re- again, that verb, verb choice humor. Yep. Um, which I really like. And they're introducing these ideas from Portal 1. Um, you get uh, this, this, inter- this these momentum puzzles mm-hmm. happen a lot faster. Um and uh, eventually, you know, you kind of continue through uh, doing some some chambers until eventually you get to Wheatley in Chamber 7. Yes. And uh, he's on the, these rails, and he's like, he wants to help you. And they do a really good job of making him, like, pretty endearing. Oh, yeah. Um, to Again, to play the same trick. Like, it, it is, <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous that I got fooled, but his voice acting sells it, you know, so much. Well, he's uh, so hapless. Right? Yeah, like specifically this is the you know this moment right here, like you know like just brushing off the death of ten thousand people, like it's nothing. But here he says like oh you know like I need to help with you, but help you, but this rail ends. They tell me if I drop off of this, but I'll you know that, that, that I'll die, but I have to take the risk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he drops off, and he's so exhilarated, it's like he's flying. Yeah, yeah, you you really <laughs> feel for him. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's just off the rail, and it's great. <laughs> and then you're off the rail, and he says, "Okay, uh, just follow the rail to get where you need yeah, to go." Yeah, <laughs> so good. Um, he, he tells you to catch him here. Uh, I did not catch him, and I couldn't remember what happened when I first played it. Um, are you able to catch him? I don't know. Like maybe if like it's a if it's a fast like gr- you know grab button, I'm not gonna catch him. 
I, I, I would have. I like, it sounded like, yeah, I'll see him die before I'll catch him. Like you just said that, like you wanted him to be hurt. Uh, yeah. It's the funnier option. It's a comedy game. It is. Uh, I, I definitely feel. I, I feel bad for him because he references it later. Oh, like you, you're not catching him. So I didn't know if you actually could if you grab it well, you know, fast enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be something where you can't. You can't do it. It's too quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, so you, you continue to follow the rails, um, and you're, you're heading towards uh, her chamber. Yes, um, which is where you know Glados is, and Wheatley <laughs> talks about this this human killing Glados. Like it's a legend. Like oh, yes. like imagine that. Like <laughs> yeah, the, the different cores talk about it, which I love that like workplace like robots and super science robots having like just like bland workplace yeah their punch uh, relationships yeah. like is is one of my favorite kind of tropes. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that of him like being backstage talking to the other personality <laughs> cores and stuff. Yep. That's real good. Oh my gosh! Like that, like the, the, this opening, like it's a really condensed gameplay kind of thing. But like, mm-hmm. it really does show you so much about Wheatley. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, yeah. So you, you kind of uh, continue through, uh, moving through this this uh, this room to, cr- to create light. Like you're go- you're going back through this chamber because you, ultimately you want out. Yeah. Um, you know, and you get to this little part where uh, uh, the 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 sequencing is escaping me. But as you're moving upwards, oh, you uh, you you, here, pl- you place them into the fuse room, and it like raises you up on a on a platform. Yes, yeah, yeah. And you can see Glados kind of lurch back into life. Yeah, because Wheatley um, revived her. Yes, very much looking like, and he thinks he's going to be able to take over for her. <laughs> I think at this point, yes, um, that you know that comes up later. But I think that's where they introduce the idea, which is which is smart. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she says like, you know, hey, you killed me. Um, <laughs> you know that's that's not okay. Uh, you're going to test forever. Yep. <laughs> welcome welcome to your i have no mouth and i must test future yes yep, and then um, she and... she picks you up and in a moment of poetic justice drops you down the deactivated incinerator mm-hmm. yep and this is where the uh the panel arms where she starts cleaning up and making the place look more presentable yes um as you move into chapter two cold boot And this is where Aperture Science, the facility, which I, which initially in the in the lore, I was super super happy because it was in North Central Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, roundabouts where I'm from. But they retconned it to be in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Oh, Michigan! Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Michigan. But yes, uh, she she is kind of like put some fit and finish on this while you're falling forever. Um, mm-hmm. And now everything is uh, is is brand shiny new clinical. Yes, even though you'll you'll occasionally you'll have uh, you'll walk into a room and they'll be like sweeping up, you know, <laughs> yep. like a bunch of uh, a wall will push a bunch of debris off the uh, off a cliff or what have you, mm-hmm. and then like, it's really great yeah. uh, the way it actually plays. Um, you're just your first new gameplay mechanics here, and uh, these are all successes. Like I like these. Yeah, um, I like the uh, the discouragement beam, uh, <laughs> which is just a, a laser, um, and I think these are more like they serve a lot of the same purpose of the uh, the orbs. Yes, from the first one, but I like these better. They have a continuity to them that actually, like, I feel it feels like they're more cut. They're more confident in your understanding of the uh, of the portals right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're oftentimes used, uh, and, and then they have these uh, the redirection cubes mm-hmm. um, you get that allow you to change the, the direction of the lasers and create, um, there's like that board game where you, uh, you have the different lasers and use mirrors to reflect them. <laughs> um, 
but uh, it just sounds really good. Yeah. And later, when you have to kind of hit these in the right spot, they do a musical thing. Oh, with like them. everything. Um, we, I mean, we everything focus, does a musical. Like, talk about the soundtrack for like a second because yeah. it's one of the best soundtracks in games. Right. Uh, Portal Two specifically. Portal One is fine. Yep. Um, it has still live. There are a couple of songs in it that are good. It's like a lot of like ambient and industrial stuff. Like it feels very much yeah. like of a kind of like Half Life Two. Yes, Portal which Two is fine. But most of the songs I'm going to use in this editor are going to be from Portal 2. Yeah. Um, and they're not, like, there are songs on the soundtrack, kind of. Like, the way <laughs> they do it is really interesting. Right. So this is yeah. dynamic um, yes. as it goes. Like, there are some songs, but most of the music and most of, like, the soundscape, for lack of a less pretentious word, um, mm -hmm. is kind of created by, like, each individual testing element has its own little, uh, like, bark to it yes. as it is going along. Peter and, and the Wolf. Yes. Yeah, like Peter and the Wolf. And... As you kind of like do some of these more complicated puzzles and they're going along, they uh, they kind of layer over layer over top of each other. It's kind of like uh, like all of the sounds in a casino are in C, mm -hmm. like and they're like rapidly arpeggiating because that gets you to give them money. Like so, everything mm -hmm. sounds everything sounds good together. That's what's happening here. Yeah. Uh, and and it's it's really cool the way they do because it, it's not all percussive either. Like the the way these lasers work is it just kind of creates a sound bed, mm -hmm. and it it gives you this feeling because creating the chord that you're making with these lasers with some of these later puzzles. Mm -hmm. um, there's one where you have to line up three three lasers and create this chord, <laughs> and it just you get this immediate feedback of like oh I, I did it yeah. you know like it you know when you're doing it right because you've resolved the sound yeah. Um, in addition to visually seeing it and having the door open and having the little, like, you did it noise kind of pop through. Um, it just is so much. It, the feedback is really good. Yeah. Remember way back at the beginning of the Portal 1 episode where we were talking about, oh, the fact that you can hear stuff, that you can hear the radio through the portal is important. That's mm -hmm. totally in play here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. The the soundtrack is, is <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. the uh, And it was released for free in, like, three parts. Uh, yeah. Songs to test by. And, like, that yep. is some primo I'm trying to get shit done music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as you're kind of moving through these, you can see Wheatley kind of poking through. He's sticking with you because um, <laughs> yeah. she's, she's ignoring him for reasons we'll find yeah. out later. And he, he, she, she's blocking him out as he's trying to get to you. So yes. there'll be times you're like at the apex of a bounce or something like that. And he'll just be like, hey, how's it like telling you a story that you can't hear the, mm -hmm. the entirety of? Yeah. Yeah. When I say ignore, like she's not destroying him. Right. Um, this is where uh, she starts making a bunch of like kind of catty fat jokes. Yes. Um, which I don't love. Uh, and I don't want to, you know, this is uh people are going to be like, oh, yeah, stupid social justice warriors, but uh, ruin Baldur's Gate too. They, but they, <laughs> like people are going to complain about that. But it's not, I'm not just saying like, you know, like I don't, I'm not a big fan of mean spirited fat jokes in general, mm -hmm. but it's not even that. It's just, it feels out of character to me. Yeah. It, feel, it feels a little like, it's just like, it's catty as opposed to like calculating and evil. Right. You know, it, it feels a little cheap. It does like it changes her character in a little bit of a way. Like Caddy's one word for it, I would say petty. Yeah. Like it, it it makes it more like she's trying to get under your skin. And like there's a payoff for this later because she also starts talking about the adoption thing again. Like mm -hmm. like there there there's a payoff for those jokes at the end. Like she knows they don't make sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like yeah. even still, like it feels easier. An adoption joke is like, you don't hear that every day. <laughs> you know, like that's not, I'm not saying it's like, it's, it's good to make fun of people who are adopted. Yes. Oh, uh, your, your parents are selfless heroes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you jerk. Your parents did one of the greatest single acts you can do, <laughs> um, right. you know, but it, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's just, it's like, it's just more common, mm -hmm. you know, like, like fat jokes are everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and it just, it's lazier writing. <laughs> you know, it, it isn't like as much as this is a much funnier game, like these jokes don't really land for me. Yeah. Uh, and, like, you know, they're, they're inventive as far as fat jokes go. Yeah, but that's, that's just a very, very that's a low you know, bar. easy curve. Yeah, that's a, cur- that's a curve that's easy to master, you know? Yeah. Um, and, the, and there's just Aside from volume, all the curves that Shell has. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> um, and by volume, hey, hey, uh, there, there are just so many of them. Yeah. You know, and it just, it becomes like, it feels like less robotically cruel mm-hmm. and just, and just kind of schoolyard cruel. Yeah. Uh, you know, whereas the kind of existential, like, <laughs> you know, you are, you have no worth. Yeah. That sounds like a robot talking to a human. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're fat. Sounds like, you know, it was, a cruel gym teacher. What's funny is like specifically right here in this chapter, like she's interleaving those fat jokes with, you know, talking about like, oh, this air you're breathing isn't real. I'm just scrubbing the same carbon dioxide totally. over and over and again. And that's great. Yeah. And you're going to you're going to breathe the same room full of air forever. I just thought that was interesting. It's like, oh, God, that's like that's, you know, clever. And it's bone chilling. <laughs> yes. You know, as opposed to just like, oh, you know, uh, uh. I can't. I can't remember any of the specific specific fat jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not very good. Um, so, but at night, like luckily, um, you know, things are looking up because they introduced the aerial faith plate, <laughs> which to me is them saying like, you really like. We can't do all flinging puzzles, mm-hmm. but it feels good to soar through the air in, in first person. Yeah, and I Here love it is all the time. I, I again like those arpeggiations. I love the little sting that plays when you're flying through the air. Me too. Because like it feels like it like the rise of it matches like matches your ascent. And then it slowly starts trickling back down as you fall. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, uh, some of these puzzles introduce the idea that your blocks will move on the plates the same way. Yeah. We had to send blocks it, through. It, uh, never, it never stops being satisfying to watch them go, especially like the sound, like the. Yep. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're the best. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I love this. Uh, this. So, so far they're, they're batting a thousand on new gameplay elements being added. Yeah. And you start to uh, like, you start trying to route them through portals and stuff. And again, the, the, the momentum is uh, maintained. As it goes mm-hmm. along. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, something about Emancipation Girls, which they introduce here, is that lasers can go through them. So that is yes. a way for you to uh, take a puzzle element from one side and have it affect something on the other. Yes, which is which is rare. Yeah. Yep, yep. So chapter three, the return, um, starts out with you kind of making more solid contact with Wheatley by jumping up into a faith plate, uh, hitting your head, and then having a, no, no, you, you jump up and then you go, you go too high and you see Wheatley, again, telling you a story that you can't hear all of, mm-hmm. um, and then she lowers the ceiling uh, to, uh, to shut him out, which means you can now solve the puzzle by using yes. that as a source of kind of like constant momentum for flinging, which is really great. Like that yeah. is a, that is a use for the faith plate. Um, that is, uh, that lets them not just rely on the pit, um, aspect mm-hmm. of the momentum, um, to, to, to really like play into these other elements that you know about so far. It's like the pistons from the first one. Yes. Like that being pushed through the, through the ceiling and GLaDOS is still taunting you. Like she talked about, uh, Maybe seeing some humans that are alive, still alive on the surface. <laughs> she's really you know, fixated and, on this deer that she saw. Yeah, yeah I love that deer. Um, <laughs> uh, and, you know, who knows if she's telling the truth. Um, so you're, you're doing these kind of things where you're messing around with these lasers more, um, deactivating and activating them to uh, lower walls and create bridges mm-hmm. uh, to get through. And here's the uh, third new element, which are these light bridges. Yeah. I that like, kind of come through. I like these things a lot. I like them too. I, the reason why I keep pointing out that I'm liking the new elements is because part of the bad reputation that portal has and that's an overstatement and a half like it has a wonderful reputation it's widely recognized as a great game but but why people kind of complain about it is that they i'm trying to say that like a lot of the shit that they added is actually awesome i think so too i don't know what they could have added like they like it feels like they really nailed it with like the basic rules of the game 
You know, I think, like I mean, well, people like complain the... about chapter two or the or the second act rather. Right. That's what people don't like. I do and, as like, well. <laughs> it's it's weaker. It's not. Bad. Oh no, it's not a deal breaker. Yeah. like whatsoever. And and it doesn't. It's comparatively very small. Yeah, like it feels like a huge part of the game, but we're spending a lot of time with this really cool shit that's getting added. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the ways like these light bridges um are so cool like and you use them in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. uh, they're really neat so these are yeah. these are uh light bridges you know bridges of solid light that uh will follow the rules of portals right so, so you can use them to uh uh to kind of uh uh get get around mostly but then they kind of subvert that right so well. <laughs> so you so you can you can like dev- shoot a portal at one um and then actually walk through the portal to like get up higher like you don't just have to uh like do drops like they introduce like a like this strange form of like leaps of faith that kind of break my brain a little bit yeah <laughs> you know just where you're going to shoot the exit portal beneath um, where you're going to be cutting off the portal so that it creates a new one that you'll land on to get to a, uh, a more advantageous position below you. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the uh, light bridges uh, populate at the speed of light. Yeah. So you don't have to wait for them to fill in at all. Right. Yeah. Just like they couldn't change the rules, but they just gave you more, more toys that fit them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So good. Um, yeah. And then my favorite thing is when they introduce uh, these guys. So you continue through in the next chamber, they introduce turrets and you're still ha- you still have light bridges, but they're introducing this idea of using uh, the light bridges as walls. Mm-hmm. And this is where you start creating cover. And that's super cool, too. Like, I, I really, really love that. Yeah. Like moving cover that you can that you can take, which like, hey, it's a cover based shooter. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here, here's a fat joke that actually worked for me. Um, where Gladys says, the next test involves turrets. You remember those, right? They're the, pair, the, they're the pale spherical things that are full of bullets. Oh, wait, that's you in five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. It, it's, I mean, it's, it's not as lazy, but it's right? also, it's like the 10th fat joke you've heard by this yeah, point I suppose. when it comes through. So it's like, I just got wore down by them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yep, I just like pale, pale spherical thing full of bullets. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's reacquainting you with taking them out again. This is like a crash course uh, of what you've seen before. But those uh, those light bridges really uh, kind of take take it uh, into uh, you know into a next level a mm-hmm. little bit. And there's more like behind the scenes stuff where you fall behind in the factory and you see those panels kind of being assembled. Mm-hmm. Um, like this is full on Internet of Things up in this piece. Yeah. After that, you um, so you, after you kind of get through some of these back areas. You rise up, you get to that one reflector room I was talking about with the three different lasers. So you yeah. get to create that cord, which just like sounds super, super good. Oh my gosh, I love this puzzle because like you, it just, it, it, I don't know, like you feel like you don't have enough portals until you actually remember how this works. Yes. Yeah. And th- this is where, you know, I've, I've name checked it earlier, but like Talos Principle does a lot of things with this. These mm-hmm. lasers, that's a clear influence on that game. Yeah. Like the laser and the redirecting laser thing is, is a core mechanic of that game. Yeah. Um, GLaDOS talks about having your parents in cryo storage, which pays off uh, a little bit later, which I really like. Um, and then they're just, again, combining elements because now you're using the lasers to actually as a weapon to blow up the turtle or the turrets. Yep. Um, which, which I really like. And you can do this through glass. Yep. I love that. And I also love, it's not immediate. It's like Mm -hmm. it it heats what what it does is it heats them up until it, uh, until it discharges all of the bullets inside of them. Yes. Yep. And boy, do they give you a lot of fun ways to uh, to kill turrets. It's it's like cooking a bag of popcorn is what it's like doing. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> little jiffy pops. The uh, the one the the thing where you use my favorite thing you ever do with blue gel is when you kill the turrets with them. Yep. In the in the game, that is so good, uh, <laughs> and, like so satisfying. It's, it's like you're ripping the uh, it's like you're ripping a tablecloth out from under them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> um, so the final puzzle of this chapter um, is where you have to position this block, uh, like a, like a, a block such way that it blocks this laser that powers an elevator, which is the uh, the inverse of what you've been uh, trained to do so far, right? This is mm-hmm. this is one that actually um, uh, keeps it unpowered. Um, until you kind of like cut this bridge off. So what you're doing is you're like, you're setting up a very intricate machine that you're mm-hmm. going to undo with one portal. Yes. Yeah. In order to drop this thing and block the, the laser. Yeah. So again, it, it can be, you know, sometimes it's not always a goal to, to get the, uh, the pieces to connect. Yeah. Sometimes you need to disconnect them. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's been talking this whole time about a surprise uh, at this point where there's going to be a surprise. And she, she, she suggests that it's going to be your parents. <laughs> there are two people who miss you very much. I won't tell you who they are, but like, and and that's so good. And then I love this where you get to the, the surprise and she's just like, I, I lied. I made it up. And then confetti comes out of the cube. Shoot, <laughs> which, is, which is real good. Oh no, this is when she's, is this where she's teasing the companion cube? No. Or is this where she this teases is, the parents? This is your parents. Like, Oh, I okay. found some people with your last name. Yeah. I wonder in, if in it's connected. Database. Yeah, I, hmm. um, I really love that. Yeah, yeah, but but this is just this is just another level of emotional manipulation that she's getting. Super here. good, and just yeah. I love the bluntness of just like, nope, I made it up. <laughs> They're dead. They've um, been dead forever. Yeah, uh-huh. this is where they uh, they start introducing um, like turrets that you can't you have to uh, maneuver around, which they couldn't do with the verb set from the first game because mm-hmm. you would just die. But now with this light bridge and you can kind of move it around, mm-hmm. there's a puzzle where you have to literally do this moving cover yeah. in different spots. And this is really great. Yeah. Um, um, love this one because it's such a big, big chamber that you have yeah. to like close the distance across. And, and you know, they will, chambers will get too big. Yes. Very soon. But mm-hmm. at this point, it is still, they're using that kind of bulk for good. Yeah. Um, let's see here. There's another one where you have to use the, uh, the springboard to shoot yourself up in the air and then fling this reflector block. So you can kind of zigzag this across all, all, all the way across the room near the ceiling. So like mm-hmm. it's multiple levels of reflection that you have to do. Um, that is pretty much entirely dependent on the timing of these, uh, leaps that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so again, I continue through, you do another laser puzzle, uh, which is really good. And things are getting more, uh, tidy. Yeah. At this point. And uh, Wheatley actually manages to, to do something. He gets through and interrupts <laughs> this test that you're doing and starts talking in this ridiculous American accent that she says that he's speaking at a frequency she can't hear, yeah. uh, which is not true, No, she um, hear him. but opens up a wall for you to run through. Yes. And so this is uh, this is the uh, like the escape sequence, right? And you're mm-hmm. moving like comparatively, your run speed is very slow and you're never really in too much danger again because of that checkpointing. You're just kind of running across the catwalks as mm-hmm. uh, as as Wheatley is uh, uh, rushing along ahead of you. Yeah. And the plan is, you know, you need to confront GLaDOS. You need to take away her two verbs. So that's <laughs> going to be get rid of the uh, turret production and disable the neurotoxin. Yeah. So she can't die. <laughs> There's a wonderful little fake out where she gives you, uh, she mocks up the exit mm-hmm. <laughs> where like, it's the most apparent path that you can go down. And you're like, Oh, Hey, over here you go in there. And then no, she just drops the neurotoxin and you, and you die. And yeah. I, I fell for it intentionally because it is funny. Yes. Yeah. With that deer. Yeah. Just in a chapter five. Yeah. 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 The escape. Yeah. So you're separated from Weedley. And uh, you're out of the test chambers, and it's pretty dark right now. So Wheatley shows up with his flashlight, and he kind of guides you through this uh, uh, kind of this tricky environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of, mo- kind of moving through, and eventually to get to the place where they uh, turret reclamation, mm-hmm. um, which is reclamation. Originally, they, they didn't actually show this, but uh, we see a little bit of the process. They don't show the entire thing, but they had planned to have this section where they create turrets, 
box them up and then they get sent to a separate part of the facility where they unbox them <laughs> and then recycle the parts uh, just continuously for, you know, throughout the universe, yeah. like forever. Um, we just get to see them boxed up and everything. And this mm-hmm. this section where they are uh, doing target practice um, and being manufactured. And uh, this is a really cool puzzle um, where there, you find a scanner um, that uh, is the one they're going to base the turrets on. Yeah, it's like the one they're running the diff from. Yeah, and every once in a while you see these turrets without skin uh, that, that are uh, <laughs> they're a little bit more like a uh, little, little bit more like blue collar. Would you yeah, say? Yeah, like the blue collar, collar idiot turrets uh, who don't have bullets. Right. Um, they're out of ammo, and you need to make that the template. Mm-hmm. Um, which which is really great. There's another one of my favorite jokes here is that we're we're uh, Wheatley hacks things sometimes, and he always wants you not to look. <laughs> Uh, when he's doing it, and this just smashes the glass. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Again, that timing, because mm-hmm. it's checking to see if you're looking at him. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Oh, so good. Um. <laughs> but um, uh, this is also, you know, because you're back here in uh, the like the, the maintenance section, you run into the bring your daughter to work area, uh, mm-hmm. which is where you find that uh, uh, most of these kids are not very creative, including Chell, because yep. you find her... Uh, her science fair experiment because everybody brought potatoes for potato yep, batteries because it's a science because it's a science fair. There's one uh, volcano I think, uh-huh. but everyone else did potato batteries. <laughs> yeah. um, one of which that is uh, really taken off. And there, there's a nice little detail where he's just like, at least now we know you won't starve while you're here. <laughs> yep. there's, there's potatoes. It's like the Martian. Well, that's where all the, the exactly that's where all the plants came from too because you like look at them and they just grew monstrous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either from the radiation from being exposed to the button. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, here's a, so, so we've taken out her turrets, all of her turrets are duds. We have to take out the neurotoxin and this is something where he says he's doing it, but you need to actually work on it. (laughs) Um, you do it by, uh, using a laser to shear the, the lines Mm -hmm. and this looks awesome. Oh yeah. Um, it's just really smooth the way that, uh, you know, they just fall off these things and drop the pressure on the neurotoxin. Yeah. Which raises everything to like critical. Yep. Yep, yep. Yep. And it causes, uh, causes this amazing implosion, like on the, Mm -hmm. on the main cylinder. It, just, mm-hmm. it feels so like just uh, catastrophic when it happens. Yep. It's animated very well. Um, and then you have to ride these air tunnels back up to GLaDOS's chamber. Yes. Um, so so you get through there. Um, you're actually you're outside of uh, the, the chamber. You portal into the room. Uh, and this is where you see the there's a, a sign for the uh, GLaDOS emergency shutdown and cake storage center. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you, you are trapped here. And you yeah, the door falls down. It's like a, it's like a, a cardboard facade. It's very tunes. <laughs> Um, and you get there and, uh, she puts turrets all around you. Um, they're there, but they are all idiot turrets. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this is where, um, the computer says something about her core being corrupt. Yes. And so Wheatley says like, Hey, if her core is corrupt, the system will allow us to switch them out. Put me in there. Mm-hmm. I'm your buddy. Um, you do so. And there's a stalemate where both of the cores are saying, so there's a, uh, a stalemate, uh, uh, like res- that, resolu- resolution button. Yeah, the, the stalemate resolution button. Yeah. And they're you know, saying, hey, push it, don't push it. And she's uh, putting up walls to try to get yeah. you not to be able to do it. Which they follow uh, you at speed, so you just have to portal behind them to press the button. Yeah, to actually press the button, uh, which you do. Mm-hmm. GLaDOS yeah. has this horrible, like, just wretch, like, wrenching scream of Bane as, uh, you know, just she is transferred out of her body and Wheatley is put in. Um, and this is kind of, like, frightening because so far, Wheatley, when he's powerless, is charming. Weedly with power is upsetting. Yeah, yeah. He uh, so he's you know he's still your buddy, but he kind of starts recontextualizing things that happened. It's like, oh, you're so before. small now. Yeah, you're so you're so small. Like, why you, are you, you know, so you were, small? Why, why are you so small? <laughs> why are you and my son? Um, <laughs> the, 
So the, oh uh, God. <laughs> the uh, so so and and he's saying like, hey, you know, this whole time you've just been manipulating me. Like you didn't care about me. You didn't catch me when I fell. Um, <laughs> you know, you you have been really shitty. Um, and and there's some of this like it's a little bit up in the air whether this is happening to him or he's just being a monster mm -hmm. because they talk about some kind of like once you're in there. Uh, you kind of get addicted to this drug. Yeah, uh, they talk about. So he's being influenced well, as well. It's ex it's it's explicitly like put in put in terms of drugs. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. like he like he he is experiencing an initial high right now that he's going to get a, a tolerance toward. Yep. And Glados still kind of you know she's more sympathetic, but she still fucks things up. Yeah. Because uh, when she so uh, Weedy puts her into a potato battery, um, and says that, like he was actually the core that was like the unintelligence core that was designed to slow her down <laughs> right. so she couldn't take over the world or yeah. what have you yeah he he is pure it is idiocy meant to dilute her um yes. and make her act illogically yep and uh and but she continues to taunt him mm -hmm. and calls him a moron so that she kind of is responsible for some of this shit and he punches down punches you down an elevator shaft to enter yeah. kind of act two of the game yes so down this elevator shaft, which uh, I think is like five miles down, something like that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yep, and uh, and because uh, Gladys is a potato, um, at this point she gets, <laughs> uh, a crow flies off with her, and uh, you are in like the shell of old rapture or old uh, aperture. Yes, like uh, decades old. So you get the idea yes. that they. <laughs> So what happened is they bought this old salt mine that went, you know, all these layers down. It doesn't make sense that they would put the newest stuff at the bottom hmm. <laughs> or the, the, yeah. the, the oldest stuff at the bottom rather, but, uh, they, it, yeah, they build go. on top of it. Yeah. Um, the, uh, and this is, this is the part when people don't like portal two, this is what they don't like. Right. Um, including, you know, a, a minor part of me, like it is not as bad as I remember. And there's more good stuff than I do remember. Right. And there's a lot of good stuff, even in this section. It's because the lore stuff that's here is great. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it is. The writing is exactly as sharp as it's been. Um, the stuff the that it's has feels is really good. The stuff that it's having you do makes you like it, it's exercising a different part of your brain that you, you know, that, that then it has been, you know, explicitly at, like demanding of you for one and a half games so far. Yes. Right. Um, um, and it's, it's just real to me. It is just a factor of the puzzles being worse. And it's not the gel. Like I like, I can get into the gel. Um, it is just they're too big. It's a pacing problem more than anything for me. They're too big, and they make getting to every puzzle a puzzle. Right. And that so it ends up feeling like they're like I just want to get to the next. Like you're always in a chamber. Mm -hmm. Like you're always in a puzzle. But these puzzles that are between the test chambers are just too big, and. They're all, like they introduced early on. They introduced a zoom button. If you middle click the mouse, you'll zoom in. Mm -hmm. um, I wish that I didn't need that. Like it gives a sense yeah. of scale, right? But the game has that sense of scale already. I, I, I'm right. Finding something an illogically huge underground testing country. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know. But it just ends up becoming like pixel hunty. Right. That like that, that's what I was gonna say. Like like at the most uncharitable, you could call this a pixel hunt. And like, so when the I individual, like the, the between parts though, oh, yeah, right? so like, in, in all fairness, like when you were actually inside a chamber with gel, right. those puzzles are good. And it's like, great. I just yeah. wish that the, like, like the, uh, um, just the ratio of meat to connective tissue was, was scaled more in favor of meat. 
yeah, right now, a, there's like, too much tendon. It, exactly. It's <laughs> most it's mostly gristle. He's not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I know that's a reference too. I know, right? Uh, but yep. but um, think think about portal portal one, and then all of like everything up to here, like everything is breakneck. There's no connective tissue. You step into yep. one room, like you step in, into an elevator and you're out into doing something new. And the yeah. idea that you're just kind of like searching and grasping and groping for something else, like the way forward, it just feels so uncharacteristic. And like, I don't know what it is meant to achieve aside from that scale. Yes. Which was, was not worth it. Right. I think achieving that sense of scale was not worth it. And the reason I think that they wanted to do that was the idea is this is different iterations of the company mm -hmm. that is, uh, you know, they just kind of kept starting over mm -hmm. and building over. And that does a neat thing with space and time uh -huh. where like you're literally in a different place that represents a different time. Right. Uh, and that's cool. And the individual content of those things is cool, but the cost is too high. Yeah. You know, I would have been fine with a working elevator. <laughs> you know, exactly. honestly, they just moved like a shoot yeah. that movie between them because my yeah. least favorite parts of Portal 2, the only, in, in fact, I'm going to say the only parts of Portal 2 I don't like are between test chambers in this middle act. Right. Um, and they're not, they're annoying. They're not egregious, uh, but they are annoying. Your, your and, mileage uh, is definitely going to vary. I think that, I think that that is, that is unwanted grit. Um, in mm -hmm. the middle of this kind of like delicious cake to use the parlance yeah. of the series, you know, yes. like I just like it makes the middle of this sag in a way that takes away from what's genuinely cool and interesting about it. And and as people who play partially play games for a living, like when we say this kind of sags, like there are we have played games on this show that sag a thousand times worse. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like this is still super zippy. Like it's <laughs> two to three times as long as Portal 1. It's mm -hmm. still a very short game yeah. that goes by really fast. Like, it is just because of the high bar they set that this suffers. Right. And I would yeah. even say, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to say, I felt this way about it before I was playing it on a deadline. And I beat, oh, me this, too. I beat this game three weeks before I had yeah. to. No, deadlines are not a factor for this or Warcraft 3. Right. Count your lucky stars, Warcraft 3. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, we, we are both, uh, that was not a factor. Right. It's just, it is, it's just because they set pacing, like, they did, you know, did A plus pacing, and then they turn in pacing that was like at like 90%. Yeah. You know, it's still still pretty good, not nearly as good. Yeah. Um, but kind of the, the macro plot here, what we're learning is uh, old Aperture in the 60s. I love the uh, Aperture logo, the 60s version. <laughs> oh, it's great. Um, and, the, uh, and this character, Cave Johnson, um, who is doing this voiceover recording of all the astronauts and Olympians who have been brought here to test. <laughs> the best of the best. A limousine brought you here. Yep. Um, here to... Uh, to Either test this uh, repulsion gel, or you get shunted into the group that goes to fight the Mantis Men. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which, which are in turn the subjects of a previous failed test. Yeah, which is so good. Yeah. Um, and everything here is speaking to opulence. It's like 60s, uh, uh, like like a place where like James Bond would fuck. Um, <laughs> you know, it is. And he, like, Cave Johnson looks super happy. This is where we learn that he uh, he used to be, uh, what, what is the salesman? Door-to-door -door, uh, uh, shower curtain salesman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> super, super good. Cave Johnson is a wonderful character. Oh, it's great. And yeah. like, like his arc is incredibly poignant. Yes, absolutely. One, yeah, 100%. Like this is actually like the fluff here is incredible. Uh huh. Like do not, when you were considering Portal 2, do not throw out the baby with the bathwater. No, the stuff Because no. the fluff here is really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> and like it, like the fluff is delivered in Valve style. Like you get the shower curtain thing from trophy cases. Yep. <laughs> I think, I think he mentions it at some point. 
uh, just very much in passing, but you get to see his, uh, his shower curtain salesman of the year. Uh, <laughs> and this is where you find out where they're at. The salt mine. Yeah. Uh, I also love the idea that all the test chambers are in ge geodesic spheres, which again, putting this in a particular time and space. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yeah. yep. Um, um, and, uh, and, and, you know, just uh, as you're working your way up to them from this like external scaffold scaffolding, um, you, uh, you know, you're finding out about this, uh, uh, by activating these pumps about the, the, the key mechanical twist for this section, yes. which are these gels, um, repulsion gels specifically, which started out as a dietetic pudding substitute. <laughs> Yes, which is a, a blue uh, gel that you don't lose um, energy when you bounce off of. Right. Like it is, uh, it maintains perfect kind yep. of energy. So if you jump on it from 10 feet, it will always bounce you up to 10 feet. Yep. And if you jump off the wall, it will bounce you horizontally the same amount. Yeah. It overrides gravity. Uh, <laughs> I, love, I love this line. They haven't pinned down what exactly it is, but it's yeah. lively and it doesn't like the human skeleton. This, Keith Johnson's banter is the best. Yep. It is super good. And it gets even better when he stops respecting his test subjects uh -huh. as uh, Aperture sees uh, worse days. Which it's funny because like I I react poorly to the fat jokes, but I yes. like I love the uh the, the just punching down at the poor. I I don't know why either. That's just kind of that works for me too. Probably something to self-examine, but it, yeah, you know. it is it is true. Like I can I can get into it. Step step um, one's identifying it, step two is washing it out. Yeah. It is uh it is it's not even like yeah, it is, it is, it is kind of cruel. I guess there's, there's a, a real, uh, that, that's been paved, paved the way. Like there's Simpsons jokes that are that kind of thing too. Yeah. But, but also mm, monster, you know, sweet, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, but, but also like it, it reflects poorly on cave too. Like he, yes. he is, he is definitely bemoaning the, like his fall from station too. Like he, like he is, he is increasingly desperate along with the, uh, you know, the test subjects as well. Yeah. He's taking it like, out, like like he, he's taking his disdain for himself out on these people. But but right in now the, everything it's it's a land of milk, honey, and uh, repulsion goo. Yes, um, in the original demo, this was based on that uh, tag, the power of paint. Which like boy, I would hope they would come up with a better name for that <laughs> if it came out. Um, you had a gun that fired this stuff. Here you just use portals, right, uh, to do it. So it comes out of these uh, these these tubes, and you redirect it that way. Um, and you, you just do puzzles where it's like you, you had to bounce up. Mm -hmm. How do you bounce up? The bounce sound is really satisfying. These are, these are good puzzles, mm -hmm. um, as you kind of move through. And then, uh, sometimes you have to actually turn off water as well, which will wash away this stuff. Yeah. And then you do just like grates too, where like grates where the goo, the goo can pass through, but your portal can't. Yes. Or, yeah. you, or so you, your, your portal can, but you can't. So you like, can't. Exactly. like that, like that will become a place for an entrance portal, but like you can't actually go through it. It just so, allows you to put goo somewhere. Yes. So they do a really good <laughs> job of containing this uh, this goo mechanic within the portal mechanic. Right. You know, because you never, like, do any – there's no way to manipulate this goo. Like, I can't just grab a handful of it and spread it on a wall, mm -hmm. which, you, you know, you could do in real life. Like, it's all within the same verbs that you've learned. Yeah, like, if you could go full flubber and put it on the soles of your shoes, this would yes. be a different game. Yeah. There we go. There we go. I got Gary to put flubber into – the show notes. I, I suppose I just assumed everyone knew what Flubber was, so I wasn't <laughs> going to write it down. But since you called attention to it, I will write down Flubber, and you guys can watch the fucking Flubber trailer on YouTube, you jackals. <laughs> Rest in Flubber. Oh. <laughs>
<laughs> but so as you kind of finish this stuff out, like none of these puzzles are like especially noteworthy, and like it feels gross not to not not gross. It feels like uh, just like not, nothing really stuck out to me to like call out like a particular gimmick or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like as you leave this, you leave the '60s, you know, for the '70s, and you know, Cave starts talking about how Black Mesa um, stole aperture's inventions which um has reduced them from testing olympians and astronauts to testing the homeless for 60 crisp one dollar bills yep and if you want an extra 60 dollars <laughs> there's ways to, to get around this yep. at some point you put robot to, uh, parts into you. or what was that sorry <laughs> if you want an extra 60 dollars they'll put robot parts into you that, that's what it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get to get a um at some point during this they introduce carolyn who ends up being important yes um who is uh like kind of like a an administrative assistant mm-hmm of some kind for this, but she's uh, she's referenced and, and only gets a couple of lines. Yeah, she's held up as like this this totem of competence that makes the place run. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And eventually you find a Gladys in control room where she is on uh, in a nest with <laughs> yep. a bird that this, brought her there. This crow has picked it up. I read this uh, the, the, this article that is referenced. It's a source in the Wikipedia article about how this section is a reference to the myth of Prometheus. Hmm. Yeah. So so Glados is Prometheus having you know just this uh, this knowledge of the portals and whatever, and uh, uh, um, Eritreus or whatever his name is uh, casts her into uh, into Tartarus, and, uh, and and a bird pecks at her forever until you uh, bring her back up again. I love that. I love that. This makes her scared of birds. Yep. Like that. That is a that is a theme for the rest of them because she spent life as a potato. Yep. She's scared of birds. She's seen the other side. Yep, I love it. Yeah. Um, and the way you, so you take her with you, you add her to your portal gun. So she's always on screen, which I really love. <laughs> yep. uh, and she says that, hey, the Wheelie is an idiot. And if we don't actually get back and put me back in charge, like he's going to blow this place up. <laughs> I know you have no reason to, to trust me, but you have to trust me. I don't want to get blown up either. <laughs> that guy's an idiot. He's ruining everything. We have to climb back. We have a common enemy. Yep. Yeah. And she kind of lays off on taking shots at you, which is kind of yeah. nice. Like, yeah, she, you know, this is her gentling that happens. <laughs> yes, because it is her best interest. It, it is in her best interest for you to succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so, um, this gets a little bit hairy because this is where the lore comes in. This is where Gladys's, uh, um, uh, origin origins. is brought out, um, in chapter seven, uh, the reunion. Because as we go up, we were, you know, we're, we're introduced to Carolyn more and more in these, mm-hmm. in these uh, sections. And she starts completing Carolyn's uh, sentences. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and the, she, she uh, doesn't know what's happening. She freaks out. Like what's she happening? She does not to like me? it. Yeah. yeah. And she, she actually shuts down. She says something like she has like 512 K of memory or something like that. So she could like, be evil if she wanted to. Yep. And... She, she says, I need to think about this and try and figure it out. And then she blinks out when she comes back and says, okay, figuring that out took more than 1.5 volts. So yeah, I, I could not do it. Um, and this is where we're introduced to the red gel, um, the, the speed gel, yes, uh, which allows you just when you're on it as a surface, you move very fast. Yeah. Um, and again, this is, this is momentum creation. Yes. So you can use it. You can put a portal at the end of a, a speedway run into it and then leap through it mm-hmm. or uh, which are the most satisfying ways these these this gel is used i think yeah or leap off of ramps and stuff like that yes yeah yep. um which it makes a really satisfying sound mm-hmm. like, a, like a sonic 
uh, sound when you get on there. Um, yeah, yeah, play, it just plays all of Green Hill sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Go ahead. As, as you kind of move through, um, you are introduced to uh, the third type of gel here, which is the white gel. Um, and I appreciate what this does from a gameplay perspective of setting up the end boss. Right. Because they're like, this is made up of, uh, you know, they told us that we couldn't make, you know, buy 40 million tons of crushed up moon rocks, let alone 40. But I said, fuck them. <laughs> We're going to do it anyway. Uh, so this stuff is made of like goo and crushed up moon rocks. Right. Um, and that ends up becoming important. Yeah. But as a puzzle element, I really hate the white gel. I think it points to a lot of what I don't like in the second act. Because what it does is you can make portals on this stuff. Yeah. Um, you know what it does? What, it it makes the puzzles more fluid than I would, than I would want them to be. Well, it makes it, they have to because why would you not want? Once you can get uh, some of the gel to come through one portal, mm-hmm. you can use it. To, it it's, it'll spread around that portal. Then you can yeah. move the portal, spread around that. So you can spread it more or less anywhere. Why would you want anywhere not to have the portal gel on it <laughs> right. in, in portal? So it just becomes this kind of like you can brute force the puzzles now just by kind of getting white gel everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and to make that not obvious, they move things further apart. Um, so <laughs> this is where like the, even the individual testing chambers end up being huge. Yeah. You know, um, and it kind of becomes like, oh, I knew I put uh, some white gel up there, but where is it? I can't quite see it. You know, you have to like you look through the portal. You can't really see where it goes. You walk through it. Um, that wasn't the right place, so then you have to set up your gel shooting portal again. Yeah. Um, the white the white goo is really like the misstep, I think, in in Portal Two. Yeah. 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 Sp- like specifically, that we're going to get to like a like an AC shaft later on that I think is the nadir of the game. Yeah, I like, don't like I don't like that shaft. It, it, is, it is a relative nadir. <laughs> like it is yes. a divot in you know and in, in, in the overall scheme of things, but like it does stick out. Yeah. 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 Um, so after you uh, unleash this white gel to create the portal surfaces, you're now in the eighties and this moon dust that cave has used to make the conversion gel, uh, has made him terminally ill. Yes, um, and they've given gone cancer. Yes. And right? they, they have uh, that, that, that's what I read. It's like a combination of like cancer and blood poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they've switched from testing, you know, these vagrants to testing employees, right? Like, yes. we've got you under contract, so we're going to do all this stuff because somehow all the testing is going to lead to a cure for moon dust poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's uh, and, and he kind of gets more sensible as this goes on, but like, is kind of surprised to find myself kind of feeling for him. Oh, yeah. As a guy, because he's like, it's so he's just enthusiastic. Leading on, and if he, they really did get kind of fucked over by by Black Mesa, mm-hmm. you know that's sad. Um, you, the uh, I love the uh, one of the earlier things with cancer, just because it's a funny line I want to draw out. This happened two decades ago in the game, but uh, where they're talking about um, one of the things you're messing with, uh, he says that it will, our researchers say it will cause cancer, but the cancer will take about forty years to set in. So if you're thirty, you're laughing, <laughs> and like I love that expression. Like, like, don't worry about the fact that this is going to give you cancer because you'll be dead by then anyway. <laughs> there um, was something like maybe, uh, maybe when he was talking about putting the robot parts in, he was saying like, "Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna make everything great." Frankly, you should be paying us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To get these, it is just like his that delivery. Like J.K. Simmons is a miracle. Oh, he's a national treasure. Yeah, he is. He is one of the best. He's on the forces of good. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Except um, in Whiplash. In Whiplash, he, he is very mean. Well, one of the uh, the other things that we get to see his uh, his descent here is that you see his portrait up in the different kind of administrative areas (laughs) and he gets like crankier and more worn down oh yeah as you go and you just you really get a sense of this guy just kind of getting beaten down by life yeah um it really works Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, like no. the, and you know, portraits are idealized too. So yes. he looks much worse than that, probably yes. when he's exactly. uh, when, when when he's speaking to you. Um, but yeah, you're you're testing to try and find a way to uh, to remove lunar poison from the bloodstream. Um, mm -hmm. And this introduces like I think maybe like the one white gel puzzle that works, where you're mm -hmm. kind of like creating this almost uh, like a Jacob's Jacob's ladder, alternating ascent up the uh, up this uh, uh, kind of like twin towers. Mm -hmm. um of like scaffolding as you go yeah it, it it's fine it doesn't i don't think that's puzzle i know which one you're talking about i don't yeah. think it signals well enough that that's your goal right because around you there's this kind of like inky blackness like it mm -hmm. is it is too big like yeah. this is still in the too big section of puzzles for me yeah um but it's, it's not i mean it's not bad yeah it's just and again you could brute force it like just get white stuff on everything and you'll be fine you know um which is kind of a bummer but as you, as you kind of get through there, um, when you eventually get high enough, you can fling across to the actual exit because you've gotten enough momentum. Um, you hear Cave continue to do his his voiceover, and uh, he does this whole, you know, this really great monologue. Yeah. If life um, gives you lemons, you know, demand to see life's manager. Yes. You know, <laughs> uh, and he's just not going to take it. Um, I'm the man who's going to burn your house down. <laughs> I, I really like that. Um, me, me and uh, my friend Derek started playing uh, Divinity Original Sin co-op. Oh, yeah. And uh, I gave my guy a really dorky voice. And when you do like a fire spell or something like that, he's like, uh, I'm going to burn the flesh from your bones. <laughs> it's like really dark. <laughs> like the morality in that game is really, really weird. Um, there's also we accidentally there's these two like comic relief characters that like I said, like, oh, maybe we shouldn't listen to them. And then that somehow escalated into us killing them. <laughs> and then we uh, afterwards we talked about it. Um, and the. uh, uh I was just, yeah, we shouldn't have done that. And then our morality went up. Our compassion score went up after we, like, just accidentally, you know, just killed these guys for no reason. Like, it's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, that's a good game. Yeah. Um, after he says, I'm going to burn your house down, Glado says, yeah, burning people. He says what we're all thinking. thinking yeah. Like he's fucking Donald <laughs> Trump. <laughs> um, but he, this is where he brings the plan where he's like, hey, if I can't do that, I can probably map my brain onto a disc. Yep. Um, and he says, uh, if if I can't do that before I die, I want Carolyn to run this place. Right. Yep. They can put her in the computer. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's the origin of GLaDOS. Yeah. And when, when Cave powers down, when we hear the last, GLaDOS says, goodbye, sir. Yep. It's very sweet. Like that, like, I don't know, like, <laughs> I got goosebumps on the back of my neck there. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really good. Um, this is where you have that really bad elevator shaft. Yeah. Which is bad for the reasons we, we mentioned. Yeah. But it's just, it's very hard to know what to do or where to go. It's just so long and like, like it's, it's, yeah, it's uh it's slanted in such a way that gravity doesn't work the way you expect it to. Like no. you're working at the scale where like, like the curvature of the, the curvature of the earth might as well be in effect. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it is, it is very, very frustrating. Yeah. Um, eventually you get up to a control room, um, and uh, GLaDOS sees this poster about paradoxes because now they've introduced robots. You know, they're doing robot testing and they're like, hey, be careful saying paradoxes <laughs> or robots. Or maybe like do this to stop one. Right. Um, and she says, uh, no AI can resist thinking about them. That's how we'll defeat Waitley. Mm -hmm. um, but she has to say it without actually listening to it, <laughs> which is the tricky part. Yeah. Um, you open this massive door to the hatch um, where you, you kind of get into the upper facility. Yeah. Here. And this brings the gel back up to the uh, to yes. the surface. So this explains why the gel wasn't part of the test all along. Yes, because you've you've opened that up. Yep. And you get to, we move into uh, to chapter 8, the itch.
What's great here as you're as you're coming up uh, through the bottom of the uh, the test facility, as we knew it before we took this descent uh, into Tartarus, is that the entire upper facility is on these shock absor- shock absorbers, mm-hmm. so that it is completely insulated, and so that's why like this place didn't come apart at the seams from all the movements and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So um, the itch is specifically referring to Wheatley, who has been in charge for the you know x amount of time that you've been gone. Um, and uh, Wheatley is way too dumb to understand paradoxes, as we find out. Like, your initial gambit doesn't work. I love, because she's like, she says something like, this statement is a lie or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, okay. Wait, no, it's not. I don't care. Like, he just he doesn't. Uh, he's too dumb. Like, you have to care about the answer to, for it to actually work. <laughs> um, this is where he, they introduce, like, his experiments. Yeah. Uh, which I love these things. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been trying to test, and his, like, his attempts at doing this. Like, this is so like whiplashes us back into perfect portal mode uh-huh. like so quickly um, after attempt- that climb he's attempting to test on these on like on these hybrids of crates and turrets that he's put oh, together God, i love them they're like a little bit like hermit crabs <laughs> a little bit like, like like they crawl just a little bit yeah and they're somehow like they're less intelligent they just make like little creepy noises <laughs> um, like, these things are really really great yeah. um, and they introduce this idea of the itch mm-hmm. uh, which is what is the is part of his new functioning where he has to test and if he doesn't uh, it's like a drug. Like he goes through withdrawal. Yeah. And he attempts to just kind of like create a perpetual drug machine, right? Like by having you solve this insultingly the, easy test. It's the first puzzle. Yep. From from Portal 1. I think it's just put the block on the switch. Uh-huh. In, yeah. order to open the, in, order, in order to open the door. Uh, except the second time he doesn't feel it anymore. And this throws him into a rage. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so this next section is, is you... Um, you know, going through these things with him kind of upping the stakes, trying to chase this high. Mm-hmm. And and GLaDOS knows what's going on. She explains it to you. But it's such a cool idea, mm-hmm. right? Like this this uh, this thing. And they're still not even out of new ideas right. to send you because they uh, introduced these excursion funnels. <laughs> yeah, I love that name. You know? Yeah, which is, which is real good. And these are really relaxing. This is a real triumph of sound design, too. Yeah. Like when you step into one of these. For sure. Um, yeah, and uh, like what what these are? These are uh, uh, kind of like these spirals of energy that move you very slowly, or the move like bells. crates and stuff. Yeah, except they fly through midair, and you can direct them with portals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so most of the puzzles here involve kind of chaining these over uh, over these you know bottomless pits and stuff, and it's pretty easy right now. Like it, it's funny how they use Wheatley's incompetence at designing puzzles to introduce these in a way that feels very low stakes. Yeah, and th- that was on purpose. They talk about that in the commentary, like trying to make the puzzles seem like um, amateur puzzle designer <laughs> yeah. puzzles, um, down to like him having him writing test one in big letters and lights <laughs> yeah. on the walls, and how like when people first get level design tools, they write their name oh, yeah. on the wall, you know, of, of the actual level. Um, and and uh, Glados is kind of counting on him running out of test chambers, and and then the meal to do it, but he finds a bunch of old test chambers that Glados made. That are they're full of skeletons. Yeah, um, <laughs> got to clean those out. Don't worry. Yeah, um, and and, then, and, and then he he, sl- he slams your room into that. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, and and uh, and and he's still charming here, even when he's being a shithead. Oh yeah, but yeah, this this sets you into this this next set of uh, of tests. Yeah, yep. Um, yeah, and and this is where Glados kind of says like. 
admits that she was just trying to get your goat earlier. Yeah, yeah. Well, she like she she's trying to get his goat by uh, he, he's OK. So he's repeating her jokes back and he's like, saying, mm-hmm. oh, you know, like you're, you're, you're fat, like, haha. And then, no, no, actually, like, look at her, you dummy. And like, oh, well, you're adopted. And I was like, well, what's wrong with being adopted? Yeah. Yep. Yep. She was. Yeah. That's, and, and, and this makes Wheatley even angrier. Yeah. Um, this is where they introduced the reversible excursion funnels. Mm-hmm. So you can turn them orange and make them go the other way. And this allows you to move boxes around kind of from a distance by switching, you know, flipping that switch. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's also another another kind of thing here. Uh, instead of getting the, the the illustrations that show how different things work, you get a blue screen. And Wheatley says, well, I'm not feeling this anymore. So I'm going to move you closer to me so I can feel the effect. Like he has yes. no idea how this works whatsoever. No. Yeah. Um, and then just like you are working through more of Gladys's like remnant remnant tests. Um, you know, like by activating these two actuators and setting up these blocks, these regular and uh, reflector ones, uh, so that you can uh, kind of like activate these uh, these these funnels at a distance. Again, setting up the uh, the very intricate machine. Yes, and this is where, and then shortly after that, gels come back. Yeah. So now we are kind of using all of the toys. This is great. Um, and you you end up sending gels through the uh, the conveyor belts, mm-hmm. which is really great. These are like big attractive cartoon blobs. Yep. And then and, uh, uh, and like creating like these long streaks that uh, that you drop onto a surface um, by mm-hmm. just by uh, by severing the funnel. Yep. Um, you know to get to continue through. Um, you also this is where you start using the excursion gel to uh, destroy turrets, mm-hmm. um, which I which I love that because it allows you to like kind of. You know, the gel will be there so you can bounce across. But once the turret gets soaked, it just kind of goes, boing, you know, <laughs> and uh, it starts screaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very, very satisfying. Ah. And uh, and Wheatley at this point is saying, like, you know, he's still getting a little bit of the juice, but not very much. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, we have a, I have a surprise uh, after the next chamber. Yeah. Um, you go into chamber 17, and it looks like you're going to jump across this uh, this faith propul- this faith plate. Uh, but you bounce a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which is really great because he says, Hey, I don't actually need you. I'm going to kill you because I found two robots, uh, from the cooperative testing initiative. So he's <laughs> going to use co-op mode to yep. get his fix. Yep. They're going to cross the stream because Glado says, Oh wait, I was totally doing this other thing to, um, <laughs> to have a plan for after all the humans died, but now he's mm-hmm. found it and we are both fucked because the core is overheating. And if he doesn't need you, um, then I cannot manipulate you into saving all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this takes you into chapter nine, which is the part where he kills you. Yes. Yep. And this is the same thing as the last third of Portal 1, where you're in the behind-the-scenes stuff. Right. For the most part. Most part. Um, getting around, except for the, now there's an active presence kind of pursuing you with the way that the facility feels more alive in this game than the previous one, uh, trying to kill you mm-hmm. the entire time. Yeah. Um, it's funny. He drops you into a death trap full of crap turrets. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> like, the you know, just because he, he forgot that he had, you know, changed the uh, uh, template. Yeah, there. And those guys are great. There's one like there one of them's turned around the other way. One, one of them just in the box. box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. Yeah. Um, you can hear him like inside. This actually introduces another. I forgot, I thought we were all out of gameplay. Elements, no, this we actually introduces the box. The box. Yeah, like, yeah, this is uh, this is the equivalent of the uh, the missiles from the first game. Yeah, like you're using like, these to uh, to like blow up these mains of the goo. Yes, in order to get uh, in order to get more of this goo, 
to kind of uh, get through and get through these different traps, like either speed through them or get uh, bounce gel to bounce to these next areas on these these walkways. Yeah, um, specifically, you, you like you put some. <laughs> he's trying to uh, usher you into uh, into a kill trap on this conveyor belt, and uh, if you put speed gel on it uh, from the from the right spot using a bomb, you're just able to run all the way out of this chamber. Mm-hmm. I pass it. And, uh, yeah, so Gladys says, um, you know, we're getting more into Gladys, and she's more apologizing and just like, hey, we might die here, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and and just says that, uh, you know, there's this really touching part where she's like, hey, I've heard voices all my life uh, because of these other cores, and you start thinking about, like, what that means, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, Wheatley was part of her, was this idiot that was talking to her constantly, mm-hmm. and then just this, it's like Professor X, like how he constantly hears everyone's voice around him mm-hmm. um, and she says something like where like now that it's just me um, all I can hear is my own voice and it's the voice of my conscious and <laughs> I'm being serious I think there's something really wrong with me <laughs> that delivery is, like, is so good it's really really good it's really heartbreaking and like and good like <laughs> she's I saying it's so a matter of fact like I seriously think there's something wrong with me yeah yeah, yeah. I didn't I mean I didn't read it as, as being like for comedy I thought it was no like, no I was sympathy for her like yeah no but just like she yeah. likes like she's saying like whoa man yeah yep yep um so the idea that you know we eventually get to Wheatley um the idea is that uh, again if we can corrupt him enough mm-hmm. then we can force a core transfer right but he's learned from GLaDOS he's he's reviewed the tapes Yes. And he knows that, you know, you're going to try and use his own uh, his own stuff against him. So he's got these shields that he's arraying to protect from all of your uh, uh, vectors of attack. Yes. Um, but the way you do it is you can actually you break open a thing of gel and you can create vectors of attack in new places. It mm-hmm. actually just shatters and creates some, uh, you know, distinct places mm-hmm. um, where it will be. And you can use these to send his bombs back at him to knock off these cores. Right. Um or, or it just hits him and delays him, and then she gets another core. Like Glados releases a core because it's not, they don't come off of him <laughs> it's, now. It's in reverse. Like she's dropping. Like she, she's releasing them, and you have to go get them and put them back on him. Yeah, the game in a very rare move for Valve games. Um, they don't signal where you need to go mm-hmm. to go get that core. Like this took me a while. Yeah, like not a while. Like you know, six hours. <laughs> but it, it took me more. You know, it took me forty-five seconds when it should have been instant to know where to go. Yeah. To get the cores that up on this catwalk. And they're just individual, like, little puzzles using the gel to get up to where they're yeah. at. Yep. Um, these cores, uh, there used to be, originally, instead of Wheatley, there were supposed to be six cores that yeah. you met throughout the game. And mm-hmm. these got reused here. Yes. So, like, they were supposed to be, like, individual, like, dungeon companions for different yes. wings of the of the test chambers and stuff. But you've got the space core, the adventure core, which uh, which is really casually misogynistic. Um, yes. And the trivia core. I love the trivia core. <laughs> I trivia core a lot. I like. I think adventure core is funny too. Oh yeah. Um, you know, just as just like a, a rootin' tootin' cowboy <laughs> idiot. Uh, space core ends up being the one that like a lot of internet people uh, latched onto, and I find space core's voice really, really obnoxious. Yeah. I accidentally clicked. I was looking for sound effects to prepare to edit this, and accidentally found a soundboard mm. and clicked on it, and uh, you know, just woo, like <laughs> him him yelling space was was too loud for me. Yeah, like um, that was done so much better in the Lego Movie. <laughs> With Charlie, yeah. Charlie Day's character. Oh, totally. Like, Charlie yeah. Day is great in that. Like, um, yeah, it is, it is. This is significantly worse than that. Um, yeah. So you uh, you continue to do so, uh, kind of kind of work through this, get these cores onto him. And then there's a, another stalemate here. Um, mm-hmm. They wash away all the gel so you can't, so it can't be played into the end game. Um, but he has booby-trapped the stalemate button. Right. When you go there, you actually get kind of blown up. Yeah. Like, you are, survive that. you are blown across the room and completely, completely immobilized. 
and there's nothing yep. you can do except look at the exposed sky. The first time you've really seen this in any of the games aside from the ending of the first. And what have you been trained to do this entire time? What was all yep. the lore in the middle section? What was all of the kind of idea that like the white surfaces are made of a particular substance? What is it training you to do as Wheatley yep. is goading over, or like gloating over you? Yep. And as you uh, you shoot the moon, <laughs> um, so to speak, in, in bridge terms or what have you, um, and in literal terms, mm-hmm. um, which is really clever. Yeah. Like it, it's more of a puzzle than the ending of Portal One. Uh-huh. Like this, this, like figuring out to do this is a real kind of epiphany moment. Like they don't give you a lot of options, right? For what else to do? You can't but, move all like it's right smack dab in the center of your but screen. It, it, but even still, like oh, that's really far away. But like, yep. I, even still, like I've been shooting portals across a really long distance. Yep. Yeah, it, it's still really, really clever. Um, you know, so you do this and it creates a kind of a, a suction, yeah. like a black hole or what have you, that sucks a, a lot of things yeah. into space. Like, yeah, a vacuum. Yep. <laughs> um, and sucks a bunch of things into space. It sucks you into space, too. Yes. Like, like yep. GLaDOS, like the arm is holding on to you. Like, you are you are holding on to Wheatley. And in the struggle, um, Wheatley separates and GLaDOS grabs onto you by the wrist. And Wheatley and all of the other uh, <laughs> um, uh, kind of like orbs that you put onto him are sucked out into space as GLaDOS brings you in and closes the portals. Yes. Yep. And decides to save your life as kind of a, you know, a, a, like we're, we're cool. You know, like a, yep. like um, Bruce Willis and Marcellus Wallace in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> just, a, like, just a silent nod. And then, yep, we're, and then we're, cool. we're done. Yeah. It's all right. Because uh, she deletes Carolyn. Uh, that personality. <laughs> yep. Well, she gives this like this final speech, which is amazing because she says like all this time, everything was just a okay until you, you dangerous mute lunatic <laughs> came <laughs> along. And so she says, the thing that's been stopping you, stopping me from killing you is my conscience. And well, Oh, there she goes. She's deleted. Bye-bye. Yep. But I, w- I won't kill you. You can leave. <laughs> yep. Because I don't need yep. you anymore. Yep. And that you go, we go into a very like uh, kind of impressionistic ending. Yep. Right, this doesn't really answer the problem, the questions. But you go up this elevator, and uh, you stop, and there are a bunch of turrets there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, she lied, because that's what she does. But instead, they start singing this beautiful song. Yeah. Was this uh, the one the National composed, or is the National, the is, is that the uh, the secret one that you find? I think the National one is the secret one. Ah, shit. The, na- the one the National did is sad. Yeah. Um, this is not sad. This sounds okay. like classical music. Yeah, it's like a, it's an opera. It's it's the turret yeah. opera. Yes. Um, and and uh, uh, Animal King. He's in the background. I love Animal King makes a cameo. It's great Animal Kings. God, do I love Animal King. Uh, of course, he's a good as well. Um, and uh, you get you get sent up into, uh, you you see the co-op robots. You yep, get sent up into you. a field, and uh, you are in a door to a shack that is, that is behind this, which I love. It's like, it's like Fallout. Yeah. You know, it's like, like a, a shack, like a shack that leads into a vault. You're, you're in like the middle of this like endless wheat field. Yep. Yep. And uh, <laughs> and then the door slams behind you. And then you look back, the door slams open, and then the incinerated companion cube is spit out. Yep. And you, you get, and that's, that's your ending. Mm-hmm. We get another credit song. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, you get a credit song. And this is uh, I Only Want You Gone. Well, here we are again. It's always such a pleasure. Remember when you tried to kill me twice? Except I wasn't laughing Under the circumstances I've been shockingly nice You want your freedom taken That's what I'm counting on 
I love um, this. This is this is also really good for different reasons. Yeah, it's real good. This is this is a collaboration between Jonathan Colton and John Flansburg mm-hmm. of uh, They Might Be Giants uh, did this, and this is also you know I feel like again as good a song. Yeah, like um, for, for some reason those key changes in the bridge are mm-hmm. like just like like they they somehow managed to like get more goosebumps going up and down the back of my neck. It's a yeah. It's a it's a it has less of a like a core like a strongly defined chorus. Mm-hmm it than the other song does but it's you know as good and i mm-hmm. love the uh the kind of glitchy drum parts of this too yeah. um the kind of break beat <laughs> kind of thing yep. that, that comes up uh, like, like underneath like the like the full bass that um this one feels like it would be harder to compose on a guitar than the other one yeah like the, like the one on guitar is just like it is it is the simplest thing it's like it's like two chords for the verse and then one for the chorus yep, yep. But this this feels like a little bit more technological and and yeah. robust. There was there was and somebody we, in the Slack I forget who that was saying that like this song is to Portal Two is still alive is to Portal One Portal is still alive is simple and elegant and there's kind of nothing wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this is kind of like extravagance and it and okay. just, it like and does just way more than you would expect it to being yeah. this kind of song. Like with the key changes and with like the different instrumentation, the fact that there's nothing really uh, that's like acoustic about it. As opposed to like still alive, which is all acoustic guitar, except for you know like a little bit of synth and some of the drum machine stuff. Yep, yep, yep. I uh, I'll buy it. Yeah. Um, but then we get the the true final ending, right? There. Which is Wheatley in space. Um, I assume waiting to die as his batteries go out. Yeah. Saying yeah. you know what, like he's with the space corps, who again is memeing as he crosses yep. the camera, <laughs> memeing it up. <laughs> yep. And Wheatley says, you know what, I actually am really really sorry. Yeah, and then I believe him. Yeah, because he's because he's dumb. He doesn't have like he doesn't have room for guile when he's not a gigantic facility. I, I love man. Do I love the evil of dumbness in <laughs> in fiction? Yep. Like this, this, this. It's nothing like this, but it reminds me of Todd in Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, like it's just like he's scary because he doesn't know better. Uh huh. Um, that God, do I love that? Yeah, Todd's like, great. That really works for me. Todd is amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then that's uh that's Portal Two. Yeah, um, the, the main campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do wrap up thoughts after we talk a little bit about the the co op. Yes, so um, which, we, which we got a lot of this stuff. We, um, so we already, but we'll we'll we're going to touch on it very briefly. Yeah. We definitely did. So in co op, you're playing as Atlas and Peabody, these two distinctively designed um, uh, droids uh, that mm-hmm. are kind of like were made specifically to test perpetually. But that does not uh, that does not slake Gladys's thirst because they can't really die. And so yes. this entire thing becomes a search for data to find where the other uh, where the other humans in cryosleep are. But mechanically, yes. this is like this doesn't feel like it's from this planet mechanically. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, I, I, it sounds like I'm exaggerating, yeah. but like when I was I, I just I don't know, like I don't have another word for it aside from like just uh, tr- transcendence. Man, I feel like an asshole saying that, but like the the way that, the ways that it gives you to communicate, and the and the fact that by having twice as many portals, it makes the puzzles four times more complicated. Without it's still never like portal never uh, kind of gives into that desire to just make the hardest fucking possible thing though. Right. Even here, like these are the most challenging puzzles in in port in the portal verse, mm-hmm. but they're never just like oh that feels fucking unfair. Right. Like I never am frustrated. It's just it. It's the same step. It's it's like going from zero to portal mm-hmm. is like, and this is like from going from portal to portal to co-op. Right. Like it is, is another exponential kind of like new way of thinking. Right. You're going to have. 
And uh, it's exquisite. Like, it's it's really, really good. It made me wish that it was not super hard to do, like, a co-op campaign game right. for the show. Just mm-hmm. because it's like I play games for the show when I can fit it around the rest of my life. Right. And asking someone else to be available at those times is too much. Right. You know, even like yourself, we're both doing it for work. Like we keep very different hours, mm-hmm. um, you know, and just have the time zone difference. Yeah, like ge- geographically, we kind of have to. <laughs> it's it's hard to to find three hours to record every two weeks, let alone, mm-hmm. you know, find six to nine hours or like six hours probably yeah. for the for this campaign. But mm-hmm. um it's re- it's really, really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's not saying that much, but I know a lot of people who didn't get a chance to try it. Like, I know a lot of people who played Portal 2 and never touched the co-op. That's a bit of a shame to me. Yeah, it's a, re- it's a real shame. Because like, so, much, is, like, it, so much horsepower was put into this. Yes. Um, it, it is wonderful. Yeah. Um, so, so eventually, um, you know, you work to find where those human subjects are, are stored and you do you do so. And it ends. They were going, there was kind of an idea that there's going to be new kind of episodes for this consistently. Um, there's one that came out. Mm-hmm. I know, um, but it didn't become the kind of like Professor Layton puzzle a day kind of thing that, you know, maybe we hoped. Right. But there is that perpetual testing initiative where community members can make it. There's also challenge maps yeah. for both games that we didn't really talk about. Just because um, it's and, already a really long episode. And and challenges where you can try to get through the puzzles without using as few you know portals as possible. Yeah. Um, so there's so much content yeah. uh, there and much of it that we didn't get a chance to, to cover. But for the stuff we did cover... Um, like, well, I don't know what else we have to say. Like, it is, it's hard to wrap up thoughts when we've been this effusive. A little uh, bit, yeah. But I, I never got, like, bored of, like, it's not, like, boring how great this is. No. It's not like it's ever just, like, oh, it's real good, but now I'm out of things to say about it. Like, it's continuously impressive. I think that's helped out by the fact that, like, I play this once every two and a half years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just about. You know, Portal 1 and then Portal 2, like... It's uh like it's it's spaced out to where it can't get old. Um and I'm pretty good at muting out when somebody says cake is a lie. So even yeah. that, like even those things that ostensibly really should wear thin, just I don't let them unless I decide to actively engage with that side of it. Yeah. It yeah, at no point and it's this is so impressive. Like we have our like masterpiece games for the show. And this is really up there. Like I think that the the thing that separates this like the only thing that separates this from uh, like scaling, like from trumping, like a lot of those masterpiece games. Like not that I mean, there's limited mileage and ranking things, but right. the reason why I when I when someone asks me my favorite games of all time, I don't often think about Portal, um, even though it is like it 100 is one of my favorite games, mm-hmm. um, is because it is a comedy, right? Which is kind of sad that that works against it, but that happens in all mediums. Mm-hmm. You know, that happens in, in movie awards that we have, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like, oh, this didn't make me feel like learn new truths about life the way that torment did right you know or didn't make me examine that stuff but as far as just like a an artifact that is constructed in a perfect way it is really hard to beat yeah like it is more perfectly constructed than torment or shadow of the colossus or something yeah. like that it's it's it, inherent humor just like makes it feel lighter than it deserves to than it actually is yeah, yeah it is it is you know, and that's true of a lot of things that are funny. Oh, yeah. You know, like a lot of work goes into to comedy, even oh, though it doesn't get a lot of credit. It's really, it. really hard. Like comedy yeah. is harder than drama. Yeah, it is you just know? it doesn't get, you know, but it's I think that works that when people talk about their favorite games, like a lot of times people don't bring it up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why. Um, I, and, and, and here's the thing, like, you know, we're covering we're covering both these games on a on a retro on a retro show. Right. And mm-hmm. I know that when somebody asks me, what's your favorite? Like implied in that is all time. 
right? And, you know, what's, what's, what's your favorite video game? That is, that, that is an irritating question, but like you're tempted to like pick something that has survived like in the consciousness longer, like, you know, my, my default answer for that is dark souls. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and if, if I sense that somebody's more, more kind of like literate in this stuff, I'll say like silent Hill too. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, like you want to go to something that has kind of been a fixture for a long time. And I don't know if it's just, it's, it's relative recency. Like, you know, it's, it's, you know, even portal one is just under a decade old. Yeah. Right. Like, I wonder if there's a sense that it kind of like hasn't earned the chops, even, you know, <laughs> even in terms of like, you know, in comparison to something that is graded on the console curve, like shadow of the Colossus is. Yeah. Yeah, you know. and that that could be the case, but if that is the case, then this is only going to age better. Oh, for sure. Like I, I, I'm, I have the utmost confidence that this is going to be when we start looking back on this the same way that we look back on, you know, early, you know, Nintendo examples right. of things. Like this is in the in the canon with Link to the Past and Super Metroid. Oh yeah, and the like. Like it's there. It just needs that extra time to like settle in. Yeah, and know? like I don't know, like maybe it needs time for like that superficial stuff to blow away. You yeah, know, maybe. For, for... Like, <laughs> cease being, you know, the the silly, uh, the silly joke about cakes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. that. That sums up my my thoughts on it too. Like going back, going back through this, like with the exception of the uh, the the old aperture section and kind of those the that that saggy middle, which we talked mm -hmm. about at length. Like this was this <laughs> this this was as smooth and as kind of delightful and joyous of experience as I probably had on the yeah. show playing a game. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I'm really glad we did it. And yeah. it's, it's good to do, you know, in these big round numbers, like episode 125, mm -hmm. you know, the, uh, the chromium cover variant, uh, <laughs> to do these kind of masterpieces because like, as much as we'll never run out of games to do yep. for the show, like I can imagine us running out of masterpieces. Yep. Uh, and it's, it's, it feels good to indulge in one. Do we want to say what we're going to do in a year? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. Let's leave that. I have an idea. But let's yeah. uh, let's let's leave that. But, you know, yeah. just on, on the on these 25s, on these 25s, yeah. I feel confident uh, kind of uh, pulling out the uh, pulling out the Dude, yeah, pulling out the big guns. Yeah. yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about our small guns, um, which are not small guns. because <laughs> we have guns. like everything yeah, the, here is so good. Yeah, we have we have a good year ahead of us. Yeah, uh, which is good because it's all Soul Reaver's fault. Like it is all that <laughs> uh, is literally like, hey, let's just play good games. We paid our dues. <laughs> Yeah, like, and we are paying ourselves back like ten times as much. Like, Portal makes up for like six Soul Reavers. <laughs> Soul Reaver puts one of ours in the hospital. We put ten yeah. of theirs in the grave. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, that's a good, good way to put it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, next episode is uh, it's going to be another long one too. So I hope you guys are way into these three-hour episodes. Um, is going to be Warcraft Three: Reign of Chaos. Yeah, um, we are yeah. just doing the main campaign because fuck playing 50 hours yeah. for a single episode. Originally, we thought about doing the DLC to talk about it a little bit, but uh, we you know could not justify it because it's very long. Nope, nope, first, nope, uh, nope, nope. first RTS, um, our first uh, traditional RTS, first Blizzard game, a lot of firsts yeah. for this. Um, mm -hmm. So excited to do that for mm -hmm. sure. Me too. After that, we are confident to announce the winners of our brawler poll for the spring. Um, we're going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons Shadow over Mistara, um, along with Turtles in Time. Yeah, I campaigned for these. I'm mm -hmm. not that ashamed about it. Uh, I just think they would be, they'll make the most fun episodes. I'm sad that R River City Ransom didn't get in. I didn't have any real affinity for uh, Streets of Rage 2. That was mm -hmm. kind of the, 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 dark the Dark Horse spoiler that I've been asked mm -hmm. for. Um, but uh, I'm still happy to play both of these because they are easy and or breezy. 
Well, and and they're they're good games. The River City, River City Ransom is a really good game. Yeah. And I would be surprised if we don't get get to it. Oh, what yeah, we should it's... do is do a River City Ransom for a live show. Oh yeah. Because like it's it's slight. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's the thing. And Turtles in Time is slight. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons Shadow Over Mysteria is the most ambitious beat 'em up game mm-hmm. uh, that's been, and I think it is the best um, by by a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm really impressed by that game. Um, after that, uh, so we're announcing multiple games, so get ready, because new stuff's coming out. <laughs> um, after that, and I hope uh, people are, are still down with the uh, the split EPs, because we are doing uh, Edutainment yeah. split EP, where we are doing uh, Organ Trail and Typing of the Dead, mm-hmm. um, which uh, Typing of the Dead is a, a Dreamcast uh, kind of mainstay, uh, shows up on a lot of uh, reasons on a Dreamcast list you know, <laughs> still, but there is a PC port that is abandonware that you can play and is my favorite edutainment game yeah. of all time and is hilarious and great. <laughs> Yep, it is. Uh, it is fantastic, and like it is, like it is explicitly an arcade game, just like House of the Dead is. Yes, um, and it has all of the goofiness of House of the Dead too. Uh, yes. So we're going to talk about whether or not G deserved what happened. The, uh, there's a part where uh, somebody gives you an object. Uh, there. This is in in full disclosure. We I actually covered this game for the old Butterfield Family Dinocast mm-hmm. uh, back in the day. Those episodes only kind of exist somewhere on the internet now. But yeah, we covered this game. And there's a part where uh, a guy is passing out and he hands you something. And I swear to God, it looks like he's giving you a debit card for like his own <laughs> personal bank. <laughs> Get yourself go. something nice. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the receipts. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yep. Um, and then Oregon Trail, like we're, we're throwing that in because otherwise this episode would be very slight. It's going to be very slight because there's not much to say about Oregon Trail. Well, but it is a very beloved yeah. uh, you know, game and, and a lot of uh, people's there's something to be said for it being the first video game that a lot of people played. Yeah. You know, for sure. Yeah. Um, and so I put this on here. Normally we announce three out, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think that it is worth mentioning uh, that we're going to do this next one because if somebody wants to play along, it's going to take them a while to do it. Yes. Um, yeah. So this is the opposite of a split EP. Yes. This, yeah, this, is, this is our... Uh... <laughs> so, so we joked about it. We talked about it when we were covering Fallout 3. And guess what? In June, we're going to be dedicating a month to Fallout New Vegas. Yep. Uh, same format as Fallout 3. So uh, main quest, side quest, DLC, um, and then extra sode. Yeah. At the end. So... Uh, very excited to do this. I will start this way sooner than I need to. <laughs> I'm too. sure. I've already planned um, out. I've already planned out everything I need to do. <laughs> yeah, just because uh, we're gonna. This doesn't have quite as you know a good evil binary. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna tackle two of the endings. We'll talk about the other ones. Yeah. Uh, so we won't quite get everything in there. It won't be as exhaustive as it maybe could be, but we're gonna do our best. And I'm really excited to revisit this because this is also a really astounding, amazing game. Yeah. So, so fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, Raziel. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. This again, you know, you just you just knock us down, we only get stronger. Um, we have our summer JRPG planned. I'm excited about that. Like everything we have planned for the year is really good. Yeah, we have our fall survival horror game planned. Like it is, it is all excellent stuff. Yeah, coming at you. I will agree. Yeah. So um, if you uh, if you like the show, if you want to support it, there are a lot of different ways to do that. Um, probably principally, uh, most directly, you can go to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv, support the show. Um, you know, as little as a dollar a month makes a big difference. I know that's a cliche, but it's totally true. Um, we have stuff coming down the pipeline that is, uh, going to be kind of dependent on getting that support. 
because yes. we need to alchemize money into time. <laughs> we also, we did not forget about our second live show for the year. I know we reached that milestone goal and have been kind of quiet about it. Um, we should be ready to make an announcement about that soon. Yep. Um, so keep watching the channels. Yeah. Uh, but I think that uh, I think that something is, is getting finalized now and it's cool and yep. I'm into it. Mm -hmm. um, and like if, if that does get finalized, we're going to be going to a new region. Too. Yes, so which that's that's part of the the stretch goal. It's not like it would be easy to get into the Seattle Retro Gaming Expo, <laughs> right, but then but we're just in the Pacific Northwest, and like that know. excludes a lot of people who could meet us in Portland, which we're yes. always going to do. Yes, yeah, because that's that's our home. Yeah. Um. The uh. So yeah. So uh, support us at Patreon.com mm -hmm. forward slash TV makes a big difference. We really appreciate it. You get cool stuff. Episodes a day early. Two dollars gets you access to our Slack channel. Six dollars gets you access to an extra abject suffering. Yep. We just uh, announced yeah. some cool new stuff with uh with new bonus premium shows. Yeah. Um. Uh, on their adaptation to K and try this. Go to duckfeed.tv slash news to uh, to find out about those. Um, because we are very grateful for people who are able to uh, to do this. If you're not able to do it, though, we don't hate you. Right. <laughs> is, uh, we don't we hate still... you. In fact, we understand. Yeah, we understand and we still love you. Yes. If you can't. Yep. Um, and it's really important that you do this kind of kind of now because, you know, what we've seen for the past two years, and we're going on the third, uh, is that whenever a new Dark Souls game comes out, that affects the entire network. Mm -hmm. um, so... Uh, if you can throw your way behind the Patreon or go on to uh, the iTunes store and give us a rating or review or tell some friends to say like, hey, there's this network that has this show about Dark Souls, which is a game a lot of people think and talk about, but they have this other stuff. That is a rising tide that doesn't just raise all ships. It like flings them into the sun. Yes, um, it, it is it's very helpful. Yeah. Um, and that's something you can do for free. Like, mm -hmm. If you can't support the Patreon, you can tell people about the show for free. Um, which is, you know, also very valuable. Yeah. Um, also for free ratings and reviews on iTunes, um, you know, or just uh, listening to some of those other shows, give them a shot. Yeah. You know, I talked uh, about like about six hours ago, I talked about change <laughs> dirtbags. Yep. Um, <laughs> suffering. That's another yeah. one that, uh, yep. that we really like. Yeah. Um, you should check it out the level, which we also mentioned cause we talked about Ben. Mm -hmm. This has been like our crossover episode. Yeah. Um, uh, check the, it out uh, comrade, uh, where we talked about the, uh, the, the, the Talos principle. Not yeah, we, and that's all, like, and that's also where uh, Divinity: Original Sin first came up. So when yeah. I was talking about the dialogue system and that, if that made no sense, you can get a quick little freezer <laughs> entry on that. Um, so all the shows, you know, we're really proud of all of them, and you can you can check those out. If you don't feel like doing any of those things, we still like you and thank you for listening. Yeah, we're we're really grateful that you got through this, um, and uh, we hope that you uh, enjoyed going on this on this ride through this. It's it, like in a way, this is uh, this kind of like shooting fish in a barrel. Like, oh, they're going to talk about Portal, um, mm -hmm. but. Uh, but yeah, like we're really happy that you were here and we hope you got something out of it. Yeah, I feel good about it. Like I feel Me like too. it is a good episode. Yeah. Um I yeah, phoned it yeah. in. Like I, I sense that you were <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. yeah, it's just I feel good about it because it didn't take that much effort. Yeah. And uh and it was easy. And the whole time I've been doing it, I've been playing uh WoW in the other window. So yeah. <laughs> wow. That's not true. Warcraft 3 really got under your skin, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, I gotta find out what the lore. What happened to Duratar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh until uh, until next time, Cole, uh, what do they do? What should um, they watch out for? They should, um, you know, I don't know. I was about to do a uh, fucking blood cake poisoning. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, if you if you find a moon rock, don't eat it. There we go. Yes. Moonbasa. 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 <laughs>
<laughs> um, so now the the second set of chest chest uh, chest chest tamers. The second <laughs> chest tamers dot com. <laughs> Do I want to put a marker there? Tweak the nip. <laughs>